welcome back to Gab with Gwen. This is your girl Gwen, and this is another bonus episode. We have a full house family affair with the MVP guests. We have Miss Trinity. Hey, everybody. We have Slim. Hey, hey. We have Jay. Hey, hey. And we have Ismail. <laughs> hey, guys. All right. So, you guys, season is done. I may destroy you. We've seen all 12 episodes of Riveting, etc. We <laughs> reviewed the episode 12 last just to focus on that. But so much happened just because of the writing and how well put together this is that we wanted to have an episode just talking about the season, the body of work in its entirety. And also, having seen the end and how it evolved, we all actually went back to at least episode one to review it to try to kind of put together things and see if some of our theories and comments from before panned out we will also address the final wig count here (laughs) and also wanted to go over the comments and dms and tweets that I've gotten from the listeners over the last few weeks as well uh, because y'all are part of the story y'all part of the struggle and making sure that we address that as well here so I wanted to bucket into things a couple of themes and then just kind of read through the comments so one thing I think especially if we think about episode one having seen episode 12 and episode one is Let's talk about Simon's role, like the character of Simon in this whole thing, right? We're introduced to Simon in episode one, and we see how it all played out. Now seeing the whole season, where does everyone think, what does everyone think Simon's role really was in this? Hmm. Hmm. Well, we know Simon was Terry's friend first from some comments that we're piecing together. We -hmm. know he was Terry's friend first, and then he became friends with Arabella. In episode one, that whole thing about him pressuring her to um, come out that night just for the sake of distracting the wife, um, he's a user. And and then, but they, they enjoy each other's company because they party the same way. When we saw Terry in and Arabella in Italy, Terry was good with her weed and with the Molly and that's it. Where Bella wants a bump, she wants a this or that. So maybe t- um, Bella and Simon party the same way. And that's why um, she missed him and later on, you know, it, insisted on bringing him his sweater back where the rest of us would have burned it. <laughs> And then two, um, call her friend name. Uh, Kwame didn't like Simon, and maybe he didn't like, and we can tell he didn't like Simon because when Kwame was in the room when Simon called, yeah, Kwame was in the room when Simon called, and Kwame rolled his eyes when he heard Simon's voice. So maybe, um, maybe he's doing that based on what he's heard about Simon, based on um, who's a friend, if are they a friend if they're distracting you from writing your book? Maybe it's based on Simon is, we know Simon is Jamaican and, and no, Caribbean, no. Caribbean, Caribbean men tend to have a problem with um, oh, gay men. 
Ooh, he, that's a good. Hey, hey, hey. He's not Jamaican. Yeah. We're not going to take him. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I went back and forth on Simon's Jamaican. So first episode, I was like, damn, I think he's Jamaican. Then he said he's something not. later on in the season. I said no. Then I, I think I Googled the actor, and I think, Dan, the actor actually is Jamaican. So, the actor is, but Simon is not. I say Simon is Jamaican, and I say Jesus his wife is, is also Jamaican or Caribbean. Wow. Because no. when, here it is, when Simon made her some kind of food with pinto beans or whatever, mm -hmm. she said, oh, where you get this um, recipe? Um, oh, I just thought of it. I bet you his girlfriend, Alyssa, is African. Okay, you already said this already, but what does it got to do? Okay, we're going on a whole diatribe. We don't know. How does Jamaicans that make don't know cat, what pinto beans cat, and plantains are. How does that make cat West Indian? <laughs> why does that make cat West Indian? Like, why are we putting because, her in us? Because cat um, and Simon have the same flavor profiles in cooking, so they. How both do you know cooks. that? <laughs> because because he misses her food, so that means that she's a Who good cook. Who said that? Didn't somebody say they miss her food? No. Mm -mm. No, Arabella said she likes cats cooking. Yes, I remember that. Okay, so the woman can cook well. And that doesn't it, make her Jamaican. That doesn't make her Caribbean. Caribbean. That doesn't make her Caribbean. We're going on conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories, this, okay, right? Y'all want proof of, oh, 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 we're going on conspiracy <laughs> theories. But you don't even have a reason why you think she's West Indian. <laughs> There's no reason for what? Chances are the two people gravitate towards each other. So if Simon is Jamaican, then this woman, maybe, if she doesn't uh, eat pinto beans. If Kat is Jamaican, trust me, Simon wouldn't be because Jamaican women know better. <laughs> we know better. <laughs> Cat wasn't giving me West Indian vibes. Um, I don't know what Cat. I don't know what Cat was supposed to be, but that's not the point. Let's. We're, we're trying to look at Simon's character. Let's get back to like how he like his role in all of this. So I, I'm gonna do some user like listener comments. So I had someone recently post who listened to the episode and said that we are actually being too easy on Simon. Mm. And mm -hmm. it said, y'all giving Simon way too much credit. He saw the state she was in and he left her. Mm -hmm. If he's her friend, he needs to take care of her regardless of what Terry had to say. Terry had no clue what state she was in. That's mm -hmm. one comment about Simon. And also, I got a DM here. I'm going to just read it here. This is, this is feedback about episode 11. And... Here is on a Twitter DM I got. Simon knew those dudes because honestly, Simon is shady AF. Remember, he set up a threesome with Kat and pretended he didn't know Alyssa, but had been hooking up with her for three months. Mm. So there's a couple of comments from listeners. Where does Simon play out in all of this? I'll tell you something. Looking, listening to rewatching episode one. Because this whole time I've been like, yo, I, Simon got some planning to do because these dudes are in finance. They know him, blah, blah, blah. But I went back to episode one and in the toast, he said to old friends, new friends and strangers. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So then I was like, hold up. Were these two dudes strangers? And they just happened to offer to buy a round. And he mm -hmm. was like, cool. Right. And he really maybe didn't even know them. Here's my take. I think um, 
not a fan of Simon the person, but the character, I think, has a lot of potential for the next season. Because he can really be an antagonist, but he's also very borderline with the stuff that he does. Because I caught something else earlier when she was still in Italy with Biagio, and he called her, and Biagio was upset, like, oh, you know, he wants to sleep with you. And she was like, no, you know, I was drunk one time, and he pushed me away and was like, no, you're not in your right mind. And it made me think later on, if you could do that knowing that she's intoxicated in that case, that, you know, she can't consent to sex right now, so it's not going to happen, why would you feel comfortable leaving her later on when you know she's in the messed up state and vulnerable? But at the same time, we know in his mind, he does like, he, it seems to me he gets off on deception. Like, any man that's married would more than likely be ecstatic that their wife would be open to doing the threesome. But for him, that's not satisfying because, you know, he wants that Alyssa to himself, basically. You know, so he has this whole elaborate deception where he factors in his cousin into it and everything, which Kat caught on to. And then later on, when he's with, you talked about that, the, um, the toast that they did, he says to Arabella that, I know you, you're unusually bad. And he has this look on his, on his face. And she kind of says, yeah, we're not going to go there. We'll keep that between me and you. Or I think he said that, we'll keep that between me and you. So that made me think that even though it seems he turned her down before, they may have had some type of relationship in the past. That was very ambiguous. So I think there's a lot of ways that they can go with him in the second season because it seems like there's so much history between them besides what happened with the rape and him leaving her that we don't even know about. That factors in. I think that factors in the Kwame's. Um, apprehension with him too. He knows a lot of stuff about their past uh, interactions with each other. Mm-hmm. But after seeing this season and this season now, after seeing everything looking back, is your assessment of Simon the same? Or like, what is your final conclusion of Simon and his role? Right? Because there we, we had questioned, did Simon know those, the, the, the rapist? And Upon going back to episode one, I think actually upon further reflection, I think he did not know them. I agree. Well, I don't think he was in on it. Yeah. No. After Mm-mm. accusing him the whole season and dragging him, <laughs> which I have, <laughs> after going back to episode one and seeing how everything played out, I actually don't think he knew. He, he knew. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah, so, he didn't know. If He's he still trash for leaving her. So that's the other comment that he left her, but the other thing is, okay, he was also drinking and on drugs, so he wasn't in his full state of mind. And on and, the date, too. Remember that with Alyssa. I'm sorry? Wasn't he on the date with Alyssa, too? Basically, I thought he was just trying to go home with her afterwards. Yes, yeah, so he was in his full state of mind, and he was leaving, and he calls for help with Terry, and Terry said to leave her. So... I know, you know, the argument is that, okay, well, Simon is at fault because he's there and he should have done it. And why are you blaming Terry more than Simon? For me, I'm blaming Terry more than Simon because she's her best friend. This issue has already come up with her. And if you guys have not learned anything about me from listening to this season, is I have very low expectations of men. So being that I have very low expectations of men is that I don't expect shit from Simon. He's a trash bag, whatever. And he made a half-assed attempt to call for help. And Terry's supposed to be her best friend. I do have high expectations of someone who's supposed to be birth of my birth, death of my death. So, and who's sober. Yeah, and who's sober in all of this. So 
that is why I do agree with Simon's L count that he gets one and Terry gets two. Mm. At the but end why the didn't but why didn't Cal, uh, Simon just throw her in a cab? I don't. He's well, an idiot. He he's an idiot, and again, I have low expectations. He calls. He did. He thought he did his due diligence, and he left her, and that was that. Plus, again, he was drunk and high. Yeah, but he, you could have called an Uber just as easily as calling Terry. If the drunk she could have man... ridden the same Uber that they took to Homegirl's place to Alyssa's place, and then said, "Just take this chick wherever she wants to go to." Absolutely, he could have done that. Simon is but trash Simon is self-censored. He's worried about getting his dick wet. Sorry to be graphic, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't yeah. he's like, how can I offload this chick? Either Terry, you come get her or I'll leave, or and, I'll leave her be, you know. And if we know Alyssa was just as drugged as Terry, as uh call the name for me, as Bella, then Simon is trash too because he was dealing with Alyssa and she was out of it. He didn't know well, that. He didn't know. He didn't know. He like we don't know what exactly happened like he took her home right and then and then she didn't know she was drugged like her friend said the next day right but it could have been and this is the other thing if bella was out of it who's to say Alyssa wasn't so out of it and he was so focused on i need to go do with my girl my side piece who's out of it and you know get her home and whatever or not right mm -hmm. so he also was distracted because Alyssa was drugged too trifling behavior so you know he was also distracted and, I, and I'm not defending him, but, like, he's not her best friend. He is someone who we already know is questionable. Kwame didn't have a good, have him in good esteem from the beginning, didn't want her to go out with him. And we already know this. So, like, you're holding him to a standard that, like, he's a trash bag. Like, he, he did, okay, one thing, he a half-assed attempt, fine. But your friend who you've called out on this, don't leave me, and girl code and best friend and birth of my birth, death of my death. I'm paying, mm. I'm financing your life. All this stuff, <coughs> okay? All this stuff, mm -hmm. like y'all are, you know, people like defending Terry. So I, I, I'm gonna get into Terry next, but that's that's why Simon to me, like, yeah, he's trash, but you knew he was trash. He did the most. I have very low expectations of men anyway. So yeah, like, what are y'all expecting? He so one more thing time. on that, Gwen. The only reason I would disagree slightly with that is because we know Simon's character, right? But the fact of the matter is he was the one pushing for her to come. So on some level, he should have felt a little bit more responsibility towards her. I know you're saying the way he is, we shouldn't have expected that. But I would put more blame on him being that he was the one to push her to come out there. He's but she has a choice. He's a, he's a user. He, That's true. He's, he's a user. He pushed her to come uh, not for her to come out and have a good time because he was trying to basically appease his wife so that, you know, it could appear that D-Ray had, you know, a love interest. Right. But even so, that's a situation where I would put more blame on him because he should have felt or had more responsibility towards her. That's why I would do more so than Terry because... <sighs> Even the way he described it, I kind of got the impression between the both of them that she normally gets flat out drunk like that. And they just assumed, or Terry just assumed it was just another situation like that. It was like, okay, well, she's been fine the 10, 15, however many times beforehand we've seen her sloppy drunk. She'll be fine this time, even though that shouldn't be the case, as you said, with the girl code and everything. But that's the impression I got. I think if she had actually eyes on her and saw how bad she was, she wouldn't have told him to leave her. Why would you say that consider what happened in Italy? Mm -hmm. Why would you say that considering what happened we, in Italy? Let's just segue into Terry now then so that way we can start dragging her. 
Because yeah, <laughs> drag so, her, drag so, her, drag so, her. So well, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you <laughs> a post that I saw. I also follow the I May Destroy You page on Instagram. Like they have a, a page dedicated to the show. I usually tag them in my posts. I comment on them as well. And excuse me, they recently posted a photo of Bella and Terry hugging on the bed in Italy and with the quote, your birth is my birth and your death is my death with the two of them, I think, dancing. And the caption is for all the best friends out there. And there's like a little star. And so (laughs) as I'm looking at the comments, there are tons of people in the comments who don't listen to the podcast, right? Just people who watch the show who are saying that they love this friendship. They had a little bit of a hiccup. This was the cutest, deepest thing I've ever seen. Um, You know, I love the show and these BFFs. People are saying, you know, you're BFFs like me. I love their friendship. I wish I had a best friend, beautiful relationship. These are people who are all approving of this. And the same person who commented about uh, Simon, you know, him getting more blame uh, has repeatedly commented to me, and I know her, uh, that, you know, we're really hard on Terry. So let's talk about it. Terry I'm hard, hard enough on Terry. Terry doesn't have a job as far as we understand other than this acting thing. So why is it she couldn't pull herself together, put on some clothes and go see about mm. her friend the, the mm-hmm. night of the night in question? Exactly. If one of my friends calls me and says, hey, so-and-so is out, she's wasted, what do I do? I'm either going to be like, you either put her in a cab to my place or you stay where you're at and I will come to you and get her. Because if you're going to be dumb enough to ask me what should I do with our friend instead of knowing that you need to take care of our friend, then I'm going to come and do it for you because you're retarded. Sorry, not to use the R word, but, you know, you're an idiot. Um, So, yeah, Terry's trash. Terry gets the majority of the blame because not only did she not go and get Arabella to take care of Arabella, then we find out that she was orchestrating this whole plot of deceit with Simon to keep information that Arabella needed away from her. And we're supposed to say that that's friend goals? Mm. I don't understand the logic there. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I feel like in the same token where we're saying, oh, well, Simon could have put her in a cab. Well, Simon was on drugs and doing coke, you know, and and doing tequila. And Terry was sober. So couldn't she have ordered her an Uber? Couldn't have she suggested she she could also... Well, okay, in Terry's Terry's defense... Don't don't, don't let me finish. Couldn't she have... Oh, she couldn't she have ordered her an Uber? Couldn't she have said, "Okay, put in her cab"? She didn't say anything. She just, she just was like, "Oh no, that's how she gets right." But we've also had this conversation already in Italy about not leaving her. You've seen her getting like that, and you shouldn't have left her there at all. And Terry also has had this, you know, what no one's also commenting on or not noticing is that she's been had this twinge of jealousy about Arabella this whole time who has been financing her life and financing a lot of her stuff. So, like, the whole context of their friendship and how this all went down, like, no, I'm going to give it more to Terry because you were not a good friend and you you have not been a good friend. Hmm. 
Agreed. Go ahead, Slim. But how did how would Terry know that Simon was like high or drunk? How would she know? Maybe she maybe she thought he was in the right frame of mind. She knows he did. They all said that wasn't he. It was like the next morning. Uh, she she asked, didn't he give you drugs? She knows that Arabella knows. The reason why Arabella knows Simon is through Terry. And the first thing she asked her at that breakfast another morning, didn't he do drugs? Didn't he give you drugs? She knows what he's about. Okay. And even if he were sober, if a man who is not your best friend, this is just a dude that you know, who you're not even cool with like that, says she's out of her mind, blah, blah, blah. Why do you have to say leave her? If, if he doesn't have the wherewithal mm. to put in her cab, things like that, you don't have it? Say you don't want to go. You don't want to get out of your bed. You don't have it? You don't want to put her in an Uber? We're talking a lot about what happened the night of and the next day when everyone is back to their right mind or the following day when um, Arabella and Terry are having breakfast. You mm -hmm. mean to tell me that that's her best friend and she couldn't say, well, you know what, Simon told, he called me and he said, you were all the way messed up and maybe something happened, maybe something significant happened and that's why you have your head bust open. Well, how is she gonna say that exactly. if she already, she, she can't say that because she already called Simon to tell him a lie. So but the whole thing is, that. that, that's have. what makes the lie that, so bad is the cover up. So she could have redeemed herself if she were to just um, fess up the, at brunch. But no, she kept this thing alive. Yeah, and she's commenting, oh, how'd you get this cut on your head? Oh, why is your phone smashed? And she's seeing her friend basically in a really bad state. And instead of saying, oh shit, what happened last night? She's sitting there and she's like, oh, Simon's there. You did coke, didn't you? Instead of saying, damn, Simon called me. He said you were really messed up and just confess. Like, you know, Jay is saying, just confess at that point. Once you see mm -hmm. how bad she is and that she can't remember anything but about how are you last going to night, confess? the this last night thing. you knew of. This is why I'm saying her heart is not good. And so all of y'all defending Terry, I'll never defend her. Sorry, I'm taking a hard line because... The reason why she's doing that and, and continuing this lie is partially because she's been caught, called on it before, right? I think it's much harder to now be like, well, you know, because when the rape comes out and Bella's like, yeah, I remember in Italy, she's like, no, I didn't leave. Like, she keeps trying to defend it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she's going to keep with the lie because she already knows what the argument's going to come. Like, you've done that. And the fact of the matter is, I'm sure Italy was not the first time, Right. This is not the first time Terry probably been doing this. So yeah. you're looking like a bad friend. We know Terry wants to look like she's good. She don't want to deal with it. And she has this jealousy. Yeah, she's camped a lot. That's not a good, that is not a good friend. Y'all saying it's a, a hiccup. Well, y'all could keep y'all trash friendships because mm -hmm. that's not for me. That's a trash friendship. I'm sorry. Because here's the same girl where Arabella um, went to Alyssa's house. She's she's retracing her steps, um, or retracing the night. And she mm -hmm. she met up with Simon. She met up with um, Alyssa. And then she calls Terry because she's about to go to the police precinct. And she says, "Terry, where are you?" Terry says, "I'm at home." Lying. She's standing on the corner, um, uh, lying. So then she gets Kwame to go to the police precinct with her. And what does Terry do? She goes to tell Simon um, whatever lie he needs to keep telling. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, come on. Like, y'all are saying this is a good friend. Because, I mean, and let's, let's 
take it out, all of this. Fine. Initially, she doesn't know what to do, right? But eventually, she knows what happened. She knows it's a rape, blah, blah, blah. So all this time, you keep up the lie. The only reason why Alabella knows that she lied about it is because she bucks up with Simon months later. She decides to, and Simon tells her what happened. Right. Terry would have kept the lie the whole time. She would have kept the lie the whole time. So I know people are like, oh, she's so good to her. Friends go to... I think I said it before, but a lot of times people keep friendships because you've known them a long time and you feel like, oh, it's a long investment, not just friendships, even relationships, you know, marriages, whatever or not. But you need to be really careful about, you know, who really is in your circle and who's in your space and who has mm-hmm. best interest. Because to me, as if I have friends like this, I don't need enemies because you can't trust Terry. You can't, to me, you can't trust that. You can't trust that kind of behavior because you don't know what type of whim she's going to have where she wants to be a savior and tries to say that, oh, you're my, you know, oh, okay, it's cool. And then the next minute is like, okay, well, I'm doing all this backstabby stuff. Right? Right. And I just think it's it's crazy. And then even in, you know, when I, I commented on that, I may destroy you page on Instagram. And I was like, you know, Terry's the biggest actress. She's acting like a big friend to Ismail's point, you know. And like I said, with friends like that who needs enemies, and someone commented like, look, your friend gets raped, and you, an actor, get stage fright and leave her traumatized. Like, on the mm. st- that's even something I didn't even think about. But, mm-hmm. you know, and this person said that there's something imbalanced in that friendship. It's one-sided. And it's true. To me, it's a very one-sided friendship. Mm-hmm. I like it you know a thing- lot. What I thought was going to happen when we were talking before about how the show was going to end, I really thought they were going to have that type of blow up based on that, like you were talking about. I thought that might have been what we got in the last episode. And I was thinking the big break would have been Arabella actually flat out blaming Terry for her getting raped. And I thought that would be like the thing that really drives them apart for going into next season. So... I still think that conversation needs to be had, you know, with someone in the background. But I think if the show continues on, that has to be, like, one of the main conflicts that goes on in the show. Because it's never been completely addressed. I agree. So, listen, y'all can stay with y'all trash friends. And (laughs) if, if that's how you feel, like, yeah, no, everyone's not perfect. For me, this is really deep in a weird way. I had spoken to my mom, and not not about the show, but we were talking about just this topic of, like, keeping people in your life, friendships, and, you know, who really shows up for who and how it works out. And my mom's sister, my aunt, died last year. You know, she was older. She was in her 60s. She had cancer. And I planned everything, like the funeral, everything. And I said to my mom, I said, in the state, you know, of a funeral, it's before coronavirus now, so nobody has any excuse. And my aunt was a very giving person and very loving person for some of her friends. And a couple of these people who were allegedly her best friends did not show up for the funeral, barely like gave condolences, anything. People who she's known for years, like 50 years, 45 years. And I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. My aunt would have given her last penny, her last anything for these people, spoke highly of them, did so much for so giving. And this is what you do? That's Terry. Mm. I don't care what y'all say. That's yep. Terry. You sometimes have people who are like giving in their heart and not even realizing they're one-sided for very long friendships. And you really don't know what's going to happen. Like, do these people really have your back? Do these people really honor you and respect you? Look. Watch yeah. now. 
um, Terry and and Bella go to Italy, and Bella is paying for everything. Bella is drunk, 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 and she's still the one that's supposed to go to the bar and bring bring uh, drinks back for Terry. Anytime you see them go to the grocery store, do anything, Bella is paying. But the minute Bella loses her contract, they're at um, Eagle Death, and and Terry can take up the tab. So Terry have she little money. She just don't want to um, spend it when Bella is around. Mm. Or probably. So is general. Terry, is she the UK version of Molly, or is she worse, in your opinion? Worse. Talking about Molly from Insecure. Worse? She's so worse. <laughs> she, yeah. She's worse. But, but yeah, man. yeah she's worse. Molly's bad, know, but she's worse. It's worse than Molly. It's worse than Molly. Because, Quinn, you did mention that you think there's a lot of jealousy between them. Do you think her leaving her was kind of like a fuck you out of jealousy? Or do you think she was just so absent-minded that she didn't consider the ramifications? Do you think that was done out of malice? It is malicious. <laughs> it is malicious. Mm-hmm. It's I like, it listen, your friends, can, your friends can annoy you, right? you be like, here I go. Nigga, you always got me doing this dumb shit, right? But I'm still uh-huh. going to do it. <laughs> I'm right. still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. And like you're because I care about you and I understand women, you, ha- you have to be there for each other. It's dangerous. It really is. So whether or not you're drunk or not, like it's, it's, it's dangerous. And so you need mm-hmm. to ensure your friends get home safely. That is girl code. I never listen. And I'm talking about New York club days, all types of stuff. No, 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 no. Nobody was safe until everyone got home. And it should be so guy if, code too, because I mean, if you're a male yeah, and you're hanging out with up. your female friends, yeah, yeah, you make sure I can't go out with my guy friends and then leave and not call or text one of them when a time when I get home. They will be blowing up my phone because they know exactly how long it takes yep. to know that I got home safely. So it's just it's the people around her. They're just toxic, man. You know, and I know y'all going to defend it. And apparently, a lot of y'all think this friendship is beautiful. I feel sorry about your friendships. That's what I'm going to say. But, you know, and there's also the juxtaposition, right, with Theo. This is somebody who she wasn't close with as a kid, who she reconnected with as an adult, who they both got into a situation where Theo omitted some truths to Arabella's knowledge. But when she was confronted with the fact that maybe I need to tell her the truth, even if it shines me in a bad light, she did it anyway. True. Right? It's something that her best friend, Terry, can't do for her. Mm. So it's just like, Terry has no excuse. Facts, because truth be told, Theo's hand was not forced. So we're referring to the Happy Animals episode where it came out that Theo basically recruited Bella because she's black to get more money. And technically, Theo didn't need to tell her that. She didn't have to. It was an omission. But she came clean out of guilty consciousness and being a true fan. You know, for me, I was like, well, actually, Theo has been more of a friend in this short season than Terry has been. Because even though I didn't like that dream sequence at the end of episode 12, Theo had her back. She took it too far, (laughs) strangling the man to death. But she was ride or die. That's true. And and the exchange with Theo and Bella was mutual openness. Bella told um, Theo about how back in high school or whatever, it was Bella that went to the headmaster. Bella 
didn't have to tell Theo that, but Bella was motivated to tell Theo because Terry, with her, Terry's guilty conscience, wanted Bella to join her in, in guilt by saying, oh, but did you tell her about, um, you know, what you that you were the one in school? So what did Bella do about it? She, she shared the, the truth. She lived her truth with Theo. So the two of them shared. That's something that Bella and, and, uh, and this one, Terry, don't have in common. They don't share. They just get caught. Terry just gets caught out there, but she doesn't share. Mm-hmm. Terry and her secrets. Mm. Yeah, y'all like Terry so much, but whatever. Um, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. I know people can't aren't perfect. I know that. But all of that self-care, all that stuff she did wasn't out of a place of caring. It was out of guilt. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't have done it if she didn't feel guilty. So I'm like, this isn't genuine for me. For me, it's just not genuine. We need more of Terry's backstory. Why is she like this? Oh, God. Unfortunately, we do. I, just... I feel like she's been like that since they were kids, too, though, no? Mm, I do. I do. Yeah. So we're going to have to go way back. Well, just see what her parents are like and you know, all that good stuff. I'll just be interested to see that. Yeah. Her and, her and Ben. <laughs> I want to get some more background on. Yeah, we love Ben. Okay, so another... Um... Oh boy. I'm laughing. Another <laughs> area of comment, commentary that's come in that needs to be addressed, which we addressed for a long time, but I think we need to clarify one last time, Uh-oh. is about the topic of disclosure <laughs> and omission regarding Kwame. Let's go, Slim. <laughs> Let's get him. <laughs> so I'm going to read a comment. This is after the episode, I think it was 62B uh, for episode 11 came out, which was very long. And again, apologies. It was three hours, but we had a lot to talk about. And I have a comment here on my Instagram page, at Gab with Gwen on Instagram, that in regards to the disclosure disagreement, I think any omissions of the truth are wrong. And it may have been okay in the past, but normalizing that is not okay. It's important to improving society. I think it's important to also ask questions to have more honest connections and become more aware, but those people are purposefully omitting truths to get things they want. And those are violations. It's not hookup culture. And this show does a good job of showing that. People deserve to know what they're getting into so the prospective person can make their own decision. So I'm going to read what I wrote back and y'all can talk, okay? okay. <laughs> so I wrote back, listen, we all agree that omissions of truth are wrong, okay? However, the debate is about managing one's own expectations. Trinity and Slim expect strangers on a dating app to be truthful. Gwen <laughs> and Jay think this is unrealistic due to the nature of hookup culture. Expecting strangers to be 100% truthful and not purposefully omit truths is setting oneself up for disappointment. It's the reality of the context. Ideally, people do deserve to know what they're getting themselves into. 
but that is not the reality of hookup culture and hookup culture is not about honest connections for the most part everyone has a different perspective and i appreciate you sharing your thoughts and listening to gwen and her friends share theirs okay so i don't believe that trinity and slim said <laughs> we expect strangers okay to be a hundred percent truthful <laughs> we did not say that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit shade in that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, listener, don't you listen to Gwen. She's yeah. out here lying. <laughs> hold on, don't stand hold on. for it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You do want them to be truthful. You do, Damn. come on. Yeah. About their orientation. Yeah, two things. Orientation and their, what, their gender. That's it. Okay. Period. That's it. On. It's, a, it's a statement of lie. You expect strangers to be truthful. About certain aspects of who they are. Not 100%. We know people lie. Okay. We're not naive. But you want, them, you want them to be 100% truthful about that, don't no, you? No. About what you their orientation? <laughs> but, but what they present, that's what we want. If you're presenting yourself as a straight cis man that's what we want I, and I, okay and that's cool right i my whole thing is that yes i want in my heart people to be truthful but i am also keenly aware of managing my own expectations that people often especially in that context of app are not to me it's about expectations i'm not saying it's right to lie i'm not saying you should lie but i said in terms of me and my expectations like yo I need to be really aware that this is a situation where people tend to lie. I just think it's unfortunate, though, to have to manage expectations to say, can you please be honest to me about your yeah. gender and your orientation? This is such a low expectation. Right? Like, that's insane. Like, like, that needs to be brought up and say, hey, you want to lie about everything else? Go for it. But can you just be honest about these two things? That should just be standard. Well, I don't want you to lie about anything. Real talk. <laughs> I don't feel more invested. That's why we went to the whole debate. And I know we went into chips and Doritos and all types of, and Flint water. And we, we went into yeah, like a whole. for a minute. We oh went through a time shot. And I kept it in because it was just funny, honestly. I could have taken those 20 minutes out, but it was funny <laughs> hearing it back. But it, it is sad. But I also think like, yeah, that's the reality. Like, you know, because I, I just don't, you know, you feel like they're going to be more truthful about that versus other things? Why would they? I think the best way to say it would be anybody that I'm personally going to deal with on a romantic level, I'm going to expect these certain things like honesty, truthfulness, blah, blah, blah. I think as long as you say that, you're kind of setting the standards for what you're going to expect. And then once you see that you're not getting those things, you're going to remove yourself from the situation. So I think it can be both. I think you can say you can expect people some of the people that you meet online or dating to not be about anything. But as far as what you're going to deal with long term, it's going to have to be honesty, truthfulness, and at, least, what, at the very what, least, let me know what your real gender is. What Gwen and I are trying to convey to the three of you is that, and America, is that in a hookup situation, you don't have time to start you know, seeing character development and, and letting their true selves reveal. But, it, you, but no, that's true, it, but we just want the biological facts. We just want two biological <laughs> facts to apply to having sex. 
if you go to buy food from the the man selling oh, nuts, here we go again. You ask him. Jay is the one who brought up the chips, by the way. Go ahead. And you, oh, yeah. and you <laughs> ask him, sir, did you wash your hands? Because this is a cart. He's selling nuts. He'll say, sure, I wash my hands. That man did not wash his hands. And if you buy nuts, you're getting all kind of nuts. You're getting peanuts. No, 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 no. I mean, this, this is just yeah. no more analogies. No more analogies. <laughs> We're talking about hookup culture and we use our bodies to hook up. I don't see why we just can't say, I want a real man and straight. Like, I don't see why that's just so absurd to ask. Assist, to be transparent about. Yeah. Okay, that's, okay, that's problematic. Yeah. Hold on. You're saying problematic. Yeah, let's not right say now. real man. You're but saying uh, problematic things. <laughs> yes, You're yes, yes. Because yeah. trans, trans men are real men too. Hey, hey. So, yeah, right? yeah, you're being problematic. Yeah. So, yes, let's use the right language. And so, guys, right, I think we have to look at it from this perspective too, right? I get what you guys are saying about culture. If I go out to a bar and I see a guy that I like and I think is cute and I immediately just am chatting him up there, and I take him home and I sleep with him. And then he divulges to me, hey, I'm gay. That's my L, right? I'll take that mm -hmm. one and walk out. However, if I am on an app where everybody is selecting their sexual orientation and their gender, and you're blatantly lying, I have rights to be upset. Yes. Yeah, no, okay, I'm great. you can't be upset. Great. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying call bullshit. Yes, agreed. Okay. We agree so, that you can, but fantastic. I'm also saying this. I'm also saying this. Chalk it to the game. You can do that. The game is trash. The game. Because the game is trash. If that's trash. the game, the game is trash. The, my point is the game is trash. That's, okay. that's my point. The game is trash. And so be aware that the game is trash. And be aware that, yes, everyone should be ideally doing the right thing and checking the right the correct information but the game is trash and so don't be oblivious and honestly don't be too surprised when people lie right i it's just don't be so surprised like oh like okay yeah the game is trash you can be mad blah blah but yeah it, it's also part of the game this is also it because you're like everyone's checking but the apps are it's it's smoke and mirrors the apps are bullshit the sure, when you're you putting on that. filters and you're putting up pictures probably of other people and you're trying to catfish and shit like that, I get that. But damn, like, gay guy, homosexual male, why are you <laughs> identifying yourself as straight and then talking to me and going on a date with me and letting me take you home to have sex with? The Sir, same why reason is this why happening? They have the filters. The same reason they have the filters and they're lying no, about No, that's their not job. the same reason because he could have just put bisexual. But no, just be but, like I'm bi. But, but why do you lie about anything else? Why do you lie about, you know, the amount of kids you have, whether you're married? Why do you lie about your job? But, why do you but lie that doesn't pertain to one night of sex. Like, I don't see how all mean, that whoa, whoa, pertains whoa, whoa, whoa. Why to... Why doesn't it pertain to one night of sex? You, you're putting on the wrong pictures. You're putting on... Why, why does that not pertain to... Why do people... Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think a guy having five kids pertains to a one-night stand. Why not? I think certain some people put a bigger emphasis on it's like you violated my body. I think that's how people view it when you, I guess, lie about your gender. That's how it feels to people. So they think that's worse than 
finding out that you're married or something along those lines. How did you violate the body? This is what I'm getting at. That's what I'm trying to get at. What part of it is a violation to your body because of the identity? Why? Well, I'm trying to guess here, but I'm assuming if... Okay, I, I'll use myself as an example. So I guess if I were to pick up a woman and I find out that this is a trans woman, I'm assuming the mentality would be what I basically just had, and I know this is going to sound problematic, but I think people feel like I just had mm. gay sex or bisexual sex and I didn't consent to that because I wasn't exactly. aware of what I was with. Okay, exactly. I got it right. Okay. Yes. That's not mine. That's not mine. Okay, because that's different, because that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Y'all not saying what it really well, is. Well, okay, I know, I know everybody's okay, trying to be... Slim, slim, stop, you're too loud. Hold on. Okay, yeah. I know everybody's trying to be politically correct, but a lot of people don't see trans people as their gender right right they still see them as what they're born with sure that that and ignorance that, is definitely still there for some people yes absolutely see so some people may see it as a violation of their body i see it as a violation of my consent i will consent to what mm -hmm. i want to consent to this is what i want to happen if I want to sleep with this person who's of this orientation, let me do that. But if I'm being lied to, that's when I have a problem. It's not my body. I don't care. It's my consent, right? I'm signing up for this and that's what I want. So if I'm being led astray, then I'm going to call you out for it. You know, and I don't see the problem with that. About what you just said, it kind of reminds me when we're talking about the stealthing issue with taking off the condom. Can mm. we put this in the same realm as that? Is this a, a, a kind of rape? Absolutely. You consent? Yeah. What say you, Gwen? Listen, a bait and switch is a bait and switch. Okay. <laughs> and look, Yo. it's a bait and switch is a bait and switch. And all I'm saying is bait and switches are par for the course on these apps, point blank, period. So if you get stealth by a dude you barely know, if someone comes at the gender is not what you really know, if they're married, all this stuff unfortunately this is this is very prevalent in these app in the app cultures like we have a whole tv show called catfish so my whole thing is like we it's to me it's like i was tuning this one be careful no no i don't have to be careful <laughs> yeah, at all oh, here we go. i don't have but to you be basically careful just said I, if somebody took the condom off that you know charges to the game I'm, mm -mm. yeah yeah no but no no in, in this situation of if I meet someone and I barely know them, like we have a couple of quick exchanges and then I go and have sex with them and and, and a, we barely know each other and this person who I barely know takes the condom off. Part of it is it's wrong. Yes, it's wrong. But also it's like, damn, I didn't take the time to even get to know this person's values to really establish boundaries and really talk through a lot of things to navigate that. And part of it is the game the hookup culture. I, I feel like we're all in denial about hookup culture. Like I think we're really. I don't in think denial that we're in this. denial about it, right? But there has to be a point where we say, okay, this standard that we have working in our society is not right, and we can't keep charging it to the game, right? We need to stop it altogether. People don't charge. And the it to only the way game. that we do people, that, people do this, is we got to call it out. People do this, right? People clutch their pearls like, oh my god, and I'm like, okay, there are. They're pragmatists. That's that's what I am. I'm a pragmatist. I am not saying that the person is right. I'm not putting a value judgment that, oh, they're right to do this. 
what I'm acknowledging is this is a situation that exists. And so if I am trying to have a particular outcome, then I may need to change my own behavior to help get me there. And to change my own behavior means that I need to be very careful and maybe you need to be thinking, should you be participating in hookup culture? Should it be sufficient that you get a couple of messages, a couple of, you know, FaceTimes, and then after the first time you meet someone, you sleep with them? You are leaving a lot open. You're leaving a lot open and then you're going to have to work through a lot after because you're not taking the time. This is a problem with this generation period. And I'm a part of this generation. And I'm telling you from my own lessons and own mistakes, like we are moving things too quickly. And then we're like, oh, oh, my God, how like we are not giving ourselves the time to get to know people, to establish boundaries, to uncover a lot of these layers so we could actually avoid some of these heartaches that we're in. That's all I'm saying. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And it's advice from my own self that I'm sharing with you guys. So it's not that I'm saying that it's right. But as a person who has been hurt and who's been deceived, I also like to take a step back and say, like, what is my role in some of this too? And what are better tactics to operate so that I have a better outcome? And especially when it's these short instances of not really taking the time and to get to know someone, pull back, peel back these layers. There's so much open where there's so much deception and smoke and mirrors that we find ourselves in these situations. And then we're suddenly shocked. One more analogy. Hookup culture. Oh boy. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's like hiring someone after a five minute interview. They have a second and sometimes even third interview for for, um, certain jobs for a reason. And one of those reasons might be because the more significant this person, this job is, the deeper you got to dive and the more you got to fact check and do a background check and then whatever. Mm-hmm. So if if the sex with uh, transgender, if the sex with someone who's um, gay and just experimenting, if the sex with all these different categories, if if it's conditional then maybe there needs to be more. Maybe hookup culture is not for that person because lying is possible. It's wrong. It's not necessarily inevitable, but it's possible. Therefore, building some more barriers to better get to know whoever you're dealing with. Because, you know, at face value, taking what someone says at face value, um, day one, um, after a little short interview, uh uh-uh, because the man selling nuts is going to tell you he washed his hands. But you have to stand on the side and watch him and say, how he's selling nuts all day and he didn't go to the bathroom. It's because he's peeing in a bottle and leaving it by the cart and he's not washing his hands. That's all I got. But I mean, I, I want to make sure, do you guys understand, like, it, no one's defending saying that these people are doing right. But I think if we, like, are mature and, like, take a step back, like, yo, this hookup culture leaves us all very vulnerable. Like it, it does. Yeah, that's true. But my thing is, I just don't think people should be cool with other people lying on their resume. That's my only thing. Like it shouldn't be Absolutely. all right. It it's wrong. It's, it's, it's wrong. I'm not saying it's we, wrong, but it's the reality. People lying on the resume. It's the reality, but it's but we need to s- still state and try to and and put into everybody that is wrong. But okay, wrong. but that's not the, the this, no. That's not the crux of the issue. Whether or not it's wrong. No one. The conversation is not about whether it's wrong. The conversation is okay. You've hired this person and found out that, you know, you hired this person without doing a background check and 
now this person, you know, did something egregious or they're ineffective in their job. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they lied on their resume. But see, I, I think I have an issue with this because it sounds like we're putting the blame on the quote unquote victim. Well, they're putting the responsibility on the victim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't like that's, that either. So that's not cool with me. Well, you're a victim. Well, why are you a victim? Like you are a willing participant. And no, you because you, you didn't you uh -oh. didn't you didn't get what you were shopping for. You were deceived. Once again, did, buying did, did Doritos, getting Pringles. Did, did you not? How did you? You probably did something deceptive too that this person didn't like. I mean, like this is. I mean, we're. Here's, a, here's I, the I thing. If it's a, if it's a day laborer, then go ahead. Like if it doesn't work out, they leave and then you get over it. But if this is a, a long term, if this is something that's significant, then everyone needs to just take a little time really know what this person is presenting to them is actual and factual. Look, at the end of the day, we need a new baseline, okay? Mm -hmm. Do not lie about mm -hmm. your gender. Do not lie about your sexual orientation. Anything else, you want to lie about your kids, you want to lie about your wife and your husband, go for it. Your gender and it? your sexual orientation, no, keep according that to you. Keep according that to you. That's, wait, yeah. wait, wait, keep wait, that wait. 100. Wait, according to you, you're yeah. prioritizing yeah. the lie. You're, you're, if there's got to be a baseline somewhere, let it be there. And I, I agree with the, Trinity. I say the baseline is if you're married, that is, do not lie about whether or not you're married. Do absolutely uh, yeah. not. But so it, to everyone, it's different. Yeah. So you're going to fact check on whether they're really their gender. So whether if, they're you really... up, if you find a trans man that you like, that's presenting himself as a cisgendered man and he lies to you about being married, what you more mad about? The fact that he's married or the fact that he's trans? Well, don't make it the two people. Make the trans person and then make a separate, a straight guy who's married. Okay, let's guy. do that. Make it separate. Who should Make it separate. who should he be married more married about more mad about? Who are you so more upset about? about? Who are you so upset about? I'm personally <laughs> more upset about the married person. This is like <laughs> this is where I honestly feel, and this is why I say this is why I'm like it's becoming, uh, and that's, that's why I don't like that line. Honestly, I get uncomfortable when I hear this because I almost feel like, and it may not be the intention, but I feel like there's a hierarchy of. What is the baseline based on your own things? And especially with the LGBT community, it becomes a little bit cloudy. Like, why? what's the reasoning? Why is that worse than something else? You know? And that's where it becomes uncomfortable for me because it becomes like, it, it may not be intentional, but sometimes, again, socialization is like, well, oh, this is wrong to me. This baseline biology is wrong to me because of mm -hmm. from other reason. Like, because to me, you know, that's more egregious or, or wrong, whatever or not, uh, in terms of someone's, you know, identifying information, your marital, mm -hmm. your marital status is an identifying piece of information that's very important. And for me, and like what I value, that is worse. Like I'm much more concerned. Like I am much more concerned for me personally. But what I don't, I, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around lying about your gender and your sexual orientation for no reason. Right. I don't care if a gay dude right? with a gay dude. I've said this so many times. I'm sure I've slept with gay men. I'm sure I have. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm like, sure many women have. I'm sure I have. So, like, um... But what if, if I I'm a bisexual guy, woman, like, okay. right? And I'm like, I'm cool with hooking up with a bisexual man. Let's do this, right? Like, just present yourself as such. Right. How do you, like, just right. cast your net. 
just cast it properly and you never know what you're gonna get but it's like it's these little like nuggets of deception oh i'm gonna omit this oh i'm gonna lie about this and it's just like where are we gonna end up as a society it's not necessary this this, in this day no, and but, age but, to but omit things in, okay oh my god you i go. feel like we're i feel like we're mm, Adjusting the we're argument. We're gonna need a separate episode for yeah, this. Yeah, we're gonna end up taking this out. I feel like we're adjusting <laughs> the argument though, because the concern though is on the sexual identity piece, right? And from and and I think there's a hierarchy and a value judge. Like those are the two pieces of information. Those are for you. That is not for everyone like, because any piece of information can be omitted or changed or adjusted or whatever, and lying is wrong period and everyone agrees on that period and the consent you know the married piece yeah i want to know if you're married or not I, I think we need to be really careful and that's why i've been like i don't feel comfortable with that because i don't and so for me if it's a if it's a trans man i'm like okay well we could talk to this but some married man i'm so Absolutely. tired of that shit i'm so tired of that shit that, that the married man is more important to me i already said i suffer god like i'm not going i don't feel any i don't feel anything stronger about if I slept with the gay dude, I don't feel like oh, like okay, whatever, some other fuck shit. It's just some other fuck shit. Like I don't, I don't have any. It's not this much greater and so much worse. Like why? It's just another lie. Yeah, but I guess your comfort level maybe be different than let's say my comfort level, and we all have to kind of respect where our boundaries are. But I think you also need to think about that argument that you're saying. Like, yeah, it's your you have to recognize that there's a different comfort level, and that is just one of many things that people can lie about. So when we're saying that, oh, it has to be like we need to think. Well, why, where is this coming from, right? Like, why am I valuing this? More because than I feel else? like those are really simple aspects to who somebody is, right? If you're lying about your name, if you're lying about your gender, if you're lying about your sexual orientation. Why is it a marriage here? a simple thing? Is it your marital status? Is that no, a because thing? I think that's a slightly more complicated, right? Somebody could be what? married and could be getting <laughs> separated. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Gymnastics. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not doing yeah. gymnastics. I'm not doing gymnastics. Like you said, but it's I, a totally different just, thing for different people, right? If we're having a one-night well, stand... Your sexuality, your sexuality will be pretty high up because that's going to determine who you sleep with, right? So I think that is... Yeah, if you're having... Good. We're not a one night stand of sex. If you're having a one night stand of sex, people need to present their real sexuality in sex. That's all I'm saying. Let's keep it real. If if Kwame had never said anything, she would have been cool and, and kept it pushing. She didn't have no complaints until they started talking. Well, she was an asshole. Like, <laughs> well, this is what this conversation is first. From. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. She was now. an asshole and she had her own issues, but she was certainly lied to. And Kwame shouldn't have gotten know, so but, upset that she was upset about no, no, it. I don't care about Kwame's feelings, but let's, let's keep it at that. <laughs> let's keep it at this. Like, oh, well, why are you doing this? The act, they're Ooh. hooking up this one time. It's not going nowhere else. Technically, if you had not said or said anything, she was fine with the thrust, as Jay says. It became the conversation that fucked up everything, okay? <laughs> so it, it really wasn't that the act, right? Like, it's not you're saying it's, okay, I don't know who moving constant <laughs> hands in the background. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost time to cook dinner. What the hell's going Yo. on? Party line. Okay. So, so, but I mean, if That's we talk cool. about the sexuality, like the identity, that the sexual act worked out fine. It was when she found out. 
Yeah, but I, I bet if she if he didn't say anything, he would she would still be hidden up Kwame. And he could have ghosted her because she liked him. Yeah. That is going to be fetish. number one on the list because you even see with social media, people have the him, her. It's like that is. Yeah, people have their pronouns. That's, that's it's very important because that determines how what sex you're going to be attracted to, or what you, you know what you're going to go for. So I could, I guess the issue is when you brought up earlier talking about consent. That's where it gets kind of blurry. So if we're putting this in the same category as stealthing, and I know stealthing isn't illegal in all places. But if we're putting that in the same realm as consent, then that has a higher um, threshold of being criminal than as opposed to I'm married and I didn't tell you. That to me does make it worse if we're going to look at it as a consent violation. Well, why is it higher? How have you how have you created the criteria for this hierarchy? Why? Well, if we're looking at, I mean, how do you look at stealthing? Do you look at stealthing as rape? And there's really no right or wrong answer. Some places. No, I don't think it's. It I don't, yeah, criminal. I don't. I don't think it's about right or wrong. Um, like I said, I've already said it's happened to me. Do I think of it as actual rape? Do you think rape? that I was on that level of? I don't. I don't. Just the way I d would define rape, I, I don't think I do. I, I do think it's in a. I think it's a violation. I do think it's a violation. I don't think that it's rape. I think it's um, it's a violation though. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's kind of where we're differing. I think some people look at something on that level. Oh my God. Yo, it's slim. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, Ismael. But yeah, I think some people are looking at it as that big of a violation as rape. And I think that's where the discrepancy is coming through. Some people don't look at it as that badly and look at it as, you know, charges to the game. And I think that's where the discrepancies are coming through. It, it, that whole stealthing thing is rough. I mean, to Ismael's point, I think definitely <laughs> this is going to be a conversation that we could have for like 12 hours because I do see stealthing as rape. I do. I would absolutely react in that way. Somebody mm. or somebody did that to me, but it does come down to perspective. And I guess it comes down to how you want someone that you're about to be intimate with and have sexual intercourse with, how you want them to present themselves. I would like for somebody to tell me their pronouns. If I, you know, hook up with a guy and he says he's non-binary, well, they say they're non-binary and they give me their pronouns, I want to know that. Just tell me. All I would like is just we, some we all, but proper no did, information. No one is, but no one is, no one right? is saying that we don't want that. So no one said that. Jay and I have not even insinuated we don't I didn't want say that, that y'all said that. Not and, at all. And, but, but that's not the argument. Like, we all want that. We all want the same things. We want truth and honesty, blah, 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 right? I think it is when you're going into these apps, like, and the, the example I was going to give before and we went on a tangent was for you, Trinity, when we are talking about 90 Day Fiance yep. and Miss Yolanda, the black lady from Las Vegas, yep. is getting scammed by a Nigerian, Williams, <laughs> that she think is in the UK. And yeah. she's like, no, just... No, Williams is real. No, no, and I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? Like, how devoid can we be from reality? Like, that's my whole thing. I'm like, so we, we just are not going to remember that people are often lying. Like, there's such a low barrier for entry for an app. Period. Right? Mm -hmm. The apps are not doing any background checks. People can be whatever they want, whether or not it's on an app or online. If you see the fake Instagram profiles, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in, 
situation of us being an internet culture and then that extending to app culture of dating apps where people lie all that just just make things up because there's no barriers no nothing there is a certain amount of due diligence that is required there just is on you there is there is because you're in a situation where there's no checks and balances there's nothing there and so there is a little bit on you to look forward to 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 move forward and i'm saying that in a situation when it's such a short period of time you don't have you you're not giving yourself enough time to do the background check and really find the stuff out when you you know when it's such little contact and then you hook up like that's the crux of the argument like is you're not giving yourself enough time uh in this situation of like where there's fake instagram profiles there's fake all the stuff like where we live in a catfish culture where like mm-hmm. we holds up we we gotta do more work because that is the the culture in which we live miss yolanda can the is... lie not propagate once the work has been done what do you mean we know we know many people that have been married to people who have hidden their sexual orientation for decades right we're not going even that far absolutely listen that is listen, <laughs> that because we're not that far but I, if so when, when you does get the onus short... go on the deceptor that's what i'm trying to figure out because like from slim and i's views it looks like mm-hmm. the onus is being put on the person exactly. who the is person engaging is listen, with that exactly but it doesn't they're seem like it's being placed wrong. on the deceptor they're wrong and everyone okay. agrees that they're wrong no one's saying that they're right for it they're wrong right but, but i but you're also like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, Yolanda, he's a Nigerian scammer. Oh my no, God. But, but just, just talking about gender and sexuality, if, if I need to be more aware and ask the right questions, why can't we re ask the other person to just be honest? We're always why can't, we, ask, we, always why can't we both do a little bit of more work? We're always going to do that, but this is the internet, <laughs> but this is the internet and these are apps. We're always, but that can happen outside of the app. No. Of course it can, but we're talking about the apps. Like the apps is so much easier. Like this culture is so fucked up. Like our what our generation is going through is so different than 50 years ago. Like, you know, it is so much easier to just pretend and make up something and and be someone who you want to be with and no one knows. We have so many tools for deception. And it's also and it, so easy now to be wholly yourself as well. Exactly. Right? So exactly. Why, this is the age of acceptance. It? No one's. What do you mean fight against it? We have a whole culture of lies. It's so easy <laughs> but we don't. Yourself. But we don't need to lie anymore. We don't need to lie anymore. Oh my god, this Disney movie shit y'all talk about. This way it all comes. I was like, this whole Disney movie shit. I think you would have told Kwame that you know you should have charged it to the game because he didn't do his due diligence after what happened to him. Kwame unfortunately has uh-oh. a lot of no there's, there's no uh oh Kwame unfortunately <laughs> has a lot to process Kwame has a lot to process and I've said the whole time I'm sure he has some resentment towards He's going to have some resentment towards that other guy um, because, you know, the guy left him and he felt vulnerable, right? And I'm sure Kwame also wanted to take a break because, don't uh-oh me, listen, I know when I'm being problematic, I know when I'm not. I, I know when I'm being problematic, I tell you straight up. 
I'm not being problematic at all. I said problem equals not have a lot. Anyone who's been through those type of situations, you always look through like, what could I have done differently? What could I have done differently? And the blame is always squarely on the on the person who's the rapist or the violator. But then also when we come to this culture, and a lot of people have said this that I've read on the comments about grinder and hookup culture, people think that gay people are all happy and singing and stuff like that. No, there's a lot of shit that goes on, and it's really hard to even talk about within the culture where gay men are stereotyped as being promiscuous when you have these type of things because it becomes the lines get blurred and people you know it is a very scary world right and so i think also in that context of that you know you you got to people have to try to the best of your ability to protect yourselves you know when we're in these you know unfortunate situations and you know when of course it happens it's not your fault i mean so the person should have been honest and the, the people shouldn't be violating all those things and that's all true right but i think in when we're reflecting and we're just sometimes just going through our lives and like kind of aimlessly swiping and like taking face value stuff like hold on like this is a dangerous thing like you know the mcdonald's person who sued mcdonald's because she poured hot coffee on herself <laughs> and you're like wait a minute how can she sue mcdonald's we all know coffee's hot because they didn't put the label. <laughs> you know, we all know coffee is hot. Thank like, you. I mean, she did, yeah, but... and, and people think it was egregious. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, damn, we all know coffee is hot, and right. that, that's true. I so... get what you're saying, Gwen. Have some common sense, right? And use the, I guess, I don't know, the skills that you have to be able to root out the bullshit. I totally understand that. But I think that at the end of the day, but... all that seminar is saying, just, just present yourself the way you are. That's fine. Yeah. And let but people you need accept to be prepared like for people not doing it. Of I'm course. saying you have to be prepared for people not doing that. And you and you can't just be naive. I mean, you can be. Okay, you can be. But I'm, I'm not saying to saying, not be okay like, with it, right? And to not expect it. But I can be a little upset to be like, why, why lie about something like that? Like, why lie about something as simple as that? If you're a yeah. trans man, present yourself as a trans man. Because if I hollered at you already, I'm going to still think you're fine anyway. So let's just go and do it. It's not that serious. But why? Just present yourself everything. the way that you are. <laughs> why? Because I lie about everything. But I'm I mean, confused. shit. When do we stop accepting that as a standard? Listen, you got to weed through till you got a good person, right? But you got to do like weed through. Man, that's, you got to keep weeding through. Because you want to kiss a lot of frogs. Gwen has kissed a lot of frogs. Gwen has done, Gwen has been in all of these shoes, okay? I've been in all of these shoes. And so Gwen is now a historian looking back. And historian. I'm looking yeah, back. Yeah, I love this. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I've been in all of these shoes. And I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, the people wrong, they did me wrong. Da, da, da. But Gwen's behavior going forward and what I do going forward is like this is the thing after Bella learned everything that's going on you think she's going to be so easy go lucky the next time like I, I mean I don't know because Bella's not it's Bella example. it's true but <laughs> I have true Bella's the wrong one but I would say after someone has gone through a stealthing situation and after someone has gone through like Kwame said, I'm telling you, I was a gay dude, like straight up, straight up, like future. I'm telling you, I have done it. And so all I'm saying is that I have taken a lot of lessons from all these things and how I approach mm -hmm. things going forward and things I look for. And like, yeah, like, especially when you do things very quickly it, and, and, and hookup culture is quick. A lot of this, unfortunately, can slip through the cracks and you find yourself in these situations. 
you know, that, it, and it's, it's not cool. And I know it's it's not cool. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm like, damn, this is reality. And yes, people should be honest, right? But they're not. Sure. They should be, but, mm-hmm. but they're not. So what do you do with that, right? Do you go through it being like, well, they should be honest. Get, what? Every time you're going to be like, damn, why weren't you honest? Like, you always going to do that? I mean, is that what I'm going to every time? Like, oh, he should have been honest. He should have been honest. Like, okay. Granted, he should have been. All right. Or you just want to take it on the chin and keep going. Or, is or that the I, move? Or am I going to take it and chin? Like, oh, look, I, I keep, okay, look, I keep kissing. I, I, I guess stealth. I did the, like, all these things happen to one person. Yeah. After all, you might want to move a little differently. I think, it, I think it's okay to call the person out and then move Absolutely. on from it and learn from it. That's what I'm saying. Move on from it. Learn from but it. they should definitely be called out about it. Okay, call them out all you want. But I hope you move differently next time. I hope you don't just go. She'll be like, As well, best you can. Right? Because like you said, people just going to be out here lying anyway. So you can try to move different next time. But somebody might hit you with some new shit. So I guess at the end of the day, we're just all fucked. If you're not married, you're screwed because we're just surrounded by liars. We're swimming saying, in a sea of liars. Listen, I watch 90 Day Fiance and I get a lot of lessons. Okay. I get a lot of lessons <laughs> about what to do and not to do. I think we're all watching this show. We should have gotten some lessons. I mm-hmm. think this, this should be teaching you. All right. Oh, let me keep my eyes open. Maybe I shouldn't just take for granted that everyone is just forthright with their sexual identity. Maybe everyone isn't. And so if, you know, if it's important to me, if that's a data point that's actually important to me, maybe I want to double check and triple check, triple check and see. Now, there's always opportunity that the person may double down on the lie. Right. But at least you're creating the space, you're breadcrumbing it. So, like, I've created the space for this. Right. Because mm-hmm. I said even with her and Kwame, the conversations were so light. Like there was a couple of things there that didn't, it shouldn't have happened the way they did that whole, like, I like black guys. And she didn't, she even listened to him, like answer, like, girl, you could have gotten this out pretty quickly. And I'm not blaming her. Right. But it's just a little bit more conversation. And what mm-hmm. I, when you use a juxtaposition with Kai and what's her name? Terry. Kai was asking Terry the right questions about that night in Italy. He was mm-hmm. digging to it. And, and I just think as a generation, we don't take the time to do that. Sure. We We're terrible communicators. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and that's, that's my whole point. I'm not saying it's right. Like, go out there and lie on your profiles. I, I, I've never said that. I've never said that. <laughs> and I don't think you should. Right. But I just want us to be smarter and think differently about it. And I also say, if you look, look, if my genitals need to get the attention and I don't want to put in the time for all this, right? I'm also saying, if you really are like, look, I ain't about it. I have an itch. I need to be scratched. I need a mechanic under my hood. Need the thrust. If you need that thrust and you don't want to do Who due diligence, if you don't need it, if you don't want to do diligence, then like, look, you, you might just find yourselves in something you're going to have to navigate after. Then you take the risk. Got it. All right. All right. That's all I've been trying to say. We're not defending them saying that it's right. We're not saying that it's right, but it's saying that you, when you don't do that, that is, and I honestly think this whole season showed us that. Like, no one is taking any time to know anybody. Well, that's just 
the age we're in. And I think that goes for everything. Not just hooking up, but like the people also that we- Also friendship. Yeah, friendships too. Like, can we just take a step back? No one here took any time to know anybody. Agreed. And it's, it's, that's not good. You know, I, we don't really know what's happening with Terry and Kai, but I feel like they look like they're in a better trajectory of actually talking through stuff and trying to get to know each other. I don't, you know. Well, I, I think that boils down to Kai, though, because we know Terry has her issues. So, like you mm-hmm. said, Kai is very mature. Kai seems like, you know, he knows kind of how to navigate these things and how to have a decent relationship. And hopefully Terry learns from that. And maybe she could take that shit and become a better friend. Who and Tyrone, knows? even Tyrone was like, yo, I don't want to just fuck you. Can we eat? Can we talk? Tyrone is pushing Kwame out of the like, let me just fuck situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think it came across because, you know, listen, I know I'm brazen with my my communication style sometimes just to make a point. But it, it's less about like, oh, it's right. It's like, yo, it puts you in a in a unfortunate situation and i've been in unfortunate situations so and and the onus is on the other person but when i'm just thinking about operating like yo how we operate differently in this place where people are catfishing you know yolanda and everybody else and lana all all the scammers from russia and everybody like we're in like a scammer ass culture with the with phones and the apps it's a scamming culture well, look, them Russian order brides used to be mail order, so that used to be by paper. I mean, that game's been strong for decades. Yeah, but now it's so much with the touch of your phone. You you have access now it's to just thousands easier. of people. It's, it's just so much easier to easier. lie. It's so much easier. That's reality. Like we gotta. I feel like we are so stuck in our culture. We don't realize that it's much easier to lie today than it was thirty years ago. But that's why we need to hold each other up to a higher standard. Yes. Right? Yes. Good point. Okay, so you hold them to the standard, and then what? I'm saying as a collective society, Quinn. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to do the everyday day. Like, okay, and then what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to present my thing. truth, so I hope people can present their truth. I want you to do more than hope, baby. I want you to, I want <laughs> you to do more than hope, and I want you to do some due diligence. No, I, I, yeah, I feel like I do that. Yeah, don't just We got to do our homework. Yeah, don't just be on a hope and a prayer. We're living on a prayer right now. That's gonna living get you nowhere. So. What happened? What do y'all? How do y'all feel about um, Usher having sex with women and not disclosing his STD status? See, that's his herpes? That's wrong to me. Yeah. Yeah. He's trash. That, I put that higher because that's potentially criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's a whole different standard. Um, same way, like, you know, somebody's HIV positive, you are, that's considered um, some level of assault. I'm not sure what. Yeah, but is it, yeah. Whole, does it matter that it's criminal or is it matter that it's putting your health at risk? Because I think the health risk is Trump's. Well, it's the... both. Yeah, that's what makes it criminal. The fact that, you know, you're endangering someone's health, that's why they consider it, um, I think it's felonious assault. It might be even higher than that, but you can get at least about, I think, 10 years in prison. Yep. For that. And all you have to do is just be honest about it. I know one or two couples who one of the partners is HIV positive, you tell the person, the person gets the medicine that they need, and you can have a meaningful and healthy relationship. There's nothing wrong with being honest about that sort of stuff. And it's when we allow people to just be deceptive and be like, well, no problem, keep being an asshole, mm-hmm. that it propagates this bullshit behavior in our, in our society. 
What do you mean allow? So, how are you going to stop? How are you going to stop it? Well, you know, if people know they can go to jail for it. That's a good way to correct the behavior. So, although, mm. so, so my that was a leading question because although someone could tell us their status, a lot of times people say, "All right, well, um, this part of our relationship, let's both get tested." Part of why they say let's both get tested is because you could say what you want, but let's both get tested right. and move forward after that. So they they did a they did some due diligence before making a big decision. Right, and it's with somebody being honest about their status to begin with, right? Well, even if they're not honest, and say they're not honest, say you just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. The due diligence is more important. It's more important of than course. what the person said. The due diligence is more important because the truth of the matter is that someone may not know their, their accurate status. That's true, too. So it's not. But I will say about the HIV thing, we can say that now in 2020 because medication has come a long way. Mm-hmm. And people can live healthy lives with HIV and the stigma has started to lift over the last 40 years. But in the beginning, a lot of people, again, didn't know their status. And then secondly, didn't disclose their status because of stigma. And so, yes, people should be honest, right? Ideally. But you also have to operate in a place of like protecting yourself and your interests first. Of course. So if you're going to be yelling, 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 why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Where does your personal responsibility come into? (sighs) Agreed. (sighs) All right. So folks, you got to have your checklist. You have to check it twice. You have to give people time to reveal who the hell they truly are. So I don't know how that works in hookup culture. I don't think it does. But for everybody else who's not engaging in that bullshit, you know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's and, and that's the tricky part. So, yeah, I know. Sorry, you guys. So I know I come across hard. Like, oh, does, you know, charge the game. It, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really work. Like, the thing is that there's a disconnect. It doesn't work in hookup culture. So you got to figure out, like, what, what am I really trying to be a part of? And, like, if you want to be part of hookup culture, like, ooh, okay. But just beware that it's a tricky, tricky situation. Because outside of hookup culture, it's tricky as fuck, right? It's, it's still hard. But with the short timing and not doing it, like, swipe, 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 couple DMs, a couple emojis, and now we're fucking. Mm-hmm. You've now just raced to <sighs> from A to Z. And then there's a bunch missing in between. And then expectations aren't articulated None of this is, you know, you haven't set boundaries with each other, nothing. And then it's like, oh, I'm mad, I'm mad. I know, I know. But, you, you, you know, you need to have the conversation too. Like, yeah, well, my expectation is that what's in your profile is correct. My expectation is that the gender, sexual identity, marital set, like you, all of that, right? But if you don't even get that due diligence point everywhere, which, which a lot of times you can't, then sometimes you, you end up in these situations. And, and I'm not saying it's your fault. It's just you, you have to play the hand that you're dealt. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So try to play it to the best of your ability. Because sometimes you get dealt a fucked up hand. But study your cards a little bit to see what you can make out of this hand you've been dealt. Just fold, guys. <laughs> fold and run. <laughs> so what I'm going to do for a future episode, I was just doing some Googling while we were talking. So they have this whole thing about rape by deception. And under that would be, you know, kind of the main stuff that we know about, but also gender, things along those lines. 
and I'm reading that judicially it varies greatly country to country as far as what is criminal and what's not. So I'm interested to find out if there's any country in the world where it's actually, you know, you can be prosecuted for not revealing your true uh, gender to someone. I would say no, but I'm going to look into that and let you guys know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, very interested in that. Yeah. I So I wonder, like, I know we're going to, but this, 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 this is a topic, right? So is there a difference, though? Like, so if a trans man didn't reveal his gender as a cis woman. Wait, hold on. Is that right? No, that's not right. That's not right. Wait, am I getting it wrong? Who's I don't know. To who? I'm lost. Oh, that's the wrong thing. Okay, I'm confused. Who didn't repeal it? Who? Oh, Kwame's gay. Yeah, Kwame's only right. gay. And so... Oh, that, okay, that would be me. Oh, but I already said how I feel about that, so I don't care. And if it were a lesbian who reveals to a straight guy... Okay, but I, okay, I do think there is a... Um, imbalance i think in the reactions probably oh definitely yeah Yeah. are straight guys going to be up in arms because a woman's a lesbian and didn't disclose it no yeah because uh, the man's mind is going to process that as okay you can say that you're you know a lesbian but you slept with me so i'm gonna consider you bisexual See? Or and I or think if, it religion plays into that too, right? Because not every yep. straight man is going to be like that's fine because certain men of certain religions may have a that big is problem. True. That is you true. think? Yeah. Certain religions, certain. Okay. Yeah. And and then okay, so that's where I was going. Sorry, my mind wasn't fixing. I couldn't remember what was what. So that and then the cis straight woman getting upset by the gay man, right? And then when I went to the trans one, I think you see the reverse where you see the typically stereotypically the straight cis man being up in arms about a trans woman Mm -hmm. and you know i don't know for me again personally and it could just be me personally i'm not tripping over a trans man me either Mm -hmm. especially that one that you mentioned the last episode i had to google who that was i'm down for that (laughs) listen late is so cute so good looking listen late is bay all right. Yo, I can't. Listen, Leif. Whew, Leif, we're going to have to figure something out. Just, I don't just know. let me know ahead of time, Leif, but I'm still down. Leif, we're going to have to. I don't know what we're doing, but we figured out. Maybe you journey. should have him on the show. Leif is Ooh. way more popular and not coming to my little podcast. But, no. Um, you, never, you never know till you ask. I would do it. So, hey, Leif. Yeah, you got to ask Gwen. Ask Gwen. Listen, Leif. So, I mean, but I also think there is like a difference in the reactions depending on what it is, right? So, the cis straight woman is not tripping crazily over the trans man, but up in arms around the gay man. And then the typical cis straight man is not tripping over the lesbian, but up in arms around the trans man. I mean, just to be honest, you know, what I see here in Atlanta, I don't really think there's really many cases where the quote unquote straight man is um, deceived and doesn't know that he's with the trans woman. The, mm-hmm. the issue comes in is their fear of being outed. And then that's where mm-hmm. the potential violence comes in and all that. Mm-hmm. I, what I see, they go and seek out uh, trans women because that's what they're attracted to. Right. But they don't want the wider community to know. And that's where the violence can come into if there's a fear of being outed. You want to know what my issue is with the gay man? I feel like because it's like if I've become invested in you and I like you and I want to have intercourse with you and I might want to even be in a relationship with you. Finding out that you are gay and not even bisexual 
what does that mean for my feelings and what I'm trying to invest in you? I feel like at that point, then it's just mute, moot because you're not going to want to be with me because you're not sexually attracted to women. So how does this work? Whereas if someone's so you, bisexual, at least I have a chance. At least there's a chance for something to grow. But if you're gay, then I'm just out of the picture at that point. So you're going away from the hookup. Yeah. In, into a, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we were talking about the context of the hook. No, 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 I understand that, and I, and I get that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, with the spin of why, like, maybe some women are like, I don't want to hook up with a gay guy. There are other reasons, obviously, yes, of course, that some people have that are, likely slightly more ignorant than that. But, like, I think that it kind of just removes the choice, almost, of being able to be with somebody if you are not who they are sexually attracted to. Well, yeah, I mean, I think when you, but I think when you go into the whole relationship piece, it becomes like, okay, the DL thing, and is he hiding his identity? I think that becomes like a larger, broader conversation of, you know, it's a, it's a broader conversation, right? You know, my whole thing is like, in a context of like a, a one-time thing, you getting ghosted at the end. So <laughs> you, you getting mm, ghosted that's true. if he's straight, if he's he's ghosting you, girl. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Look, you getting ghosted. Did it matter he was gay? Because, girl, you was getting ghosted regardless. And that's that's how I feel. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, he was getting ghosted. So it, all things are pretty equal as far as I'm concerned. Ghosted. Yeah, you get ghosted. Yeah, you get ghosted. Yeah, it's all equal regardless. So I think we've beaten that topic to, to a dead horse. Yes. And... We beat it to a David. (laughs) Yeah, we've beaten it all the way down. Push it under the bed. (laughs) Let's push it under the bed. Those were kind of the main topics that I had seen. It was really Simon, Terry, that piece, you know, that was really, I think, the main commentary that I saw in terms of the final wig count. Drum roll, yeah. The final wig count is at 14, mm. and we are not including Kwame's Halloween wig. Oh, <laughs> it's Halloween. If it's I can't wear a ratchet wing wig on Halloween, when could I? Exactly. All right, all right. The people have spoken. Yeah, so y'all want me to spend good, good money for a Halloween wig? Please, I'm spending ten dollars max. So yeah, so Kwame does not. So which make one is it. which one is the uh, the best wig? In your opinion, mm. well, the, the best oh. worst wig? Yeah, what do you mean? The best, best worst or best? I'm, like okay, what? well the, the best one for real, like looks the best. Well, if you all counted Susie, then I feel Susie's hair look nice. So my okay. vote is for Susie. I'm gonna go with um, Arabella's mom's wig. She's I didn't think that was back. a wig. That's not a wig. That is not a wig. <laughs> yeah. So hold on, hold on. I went back because Slim kept saying it was a wig. It's actually not. I went back. It oh, okay. It All wasn't. right. No. It's mama's hair. Yeah, it wasn't. Good um, job, Mama. Yeah, it wasn't. So, but it, we're talking about the best from the bad wig list. Is that the question? I would like to know. I would like that answer. I was, yeah. I was thinking best, like like looks good, like the best one that looks good out of. All of them, not the worst one, or the most. So yes, the best from the list, or like the whole show. We talk about you talking the best from the wig list or from the show. Um, let's do from the show. Who had the best hair? Basically, yeah. On the show. Well, the best hair goes to all the bald heads on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) The best, the best hair would be 
uh, Arabella's Halloween look with the horns. That was the best. I, I want to know Ismael's opinion. Which one did you think was the best? I don't um, care what y'all ladies say. No, I, the best one. They're all pretty bad. Here comes the dramatic music. <laughs> the one that stood out to me the most was um, Le, younger Lenora. Was 70s Lenora when she Oof. had like the beehive thing? Yeah. I thought that was the most interesting looking. I'll say that. Lenora, who's that? Auntie, auntie, auntie L. Yeah, the, the cheating auntie. Mm. Cheating auntie. There you go. Mm. Who has the best hair on the show? Um, I'm gonna say the brush cuts. Yeah, it was the short hair that was, or the natural hair when they were like teenagers. If we're going to all the hair, I liked Mom's bob. Now Mom's hair looked good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, mom's bob was fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Also the bob Biagio's and the brush curls. Cuts. Oh, Biagio has the best hair. Yes, curls. Trinity. That's yes, fair. yes, yes. <laughs> Biagio has the best hair. Slip your loud again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Biagio does have the best curls. Um, Biagio does have the best curls. So those were, yeah, that was the... um. Final That's wig a list lot was... of wigs for a 12-episode show. We got five in the first episode. I know, I know. She hit us hard. Hot. It's, um... Yeah, that's it. I'm looking, so I just want to look back. I feel like I learned something about Biagio learned looking back in the first episode. So in the first episode, episode one, she said she went to Italy three or four times. Mm -hmm. So we definitely missed a few. We don't know everything that happened in Italy. And because, yeah, we didn't see all the times she went. We only saw two times, right? And when she, I noticed he was actually, the first scene of the show is actually the paper on the walls from the end, like her yes. doing it. The first scene, we, we would not have known what that meant. The absolute first scene of the show, season one, episode one, is all her notes on the wall. And oh. then it flashes to Biagio and Belle, Belle outside. I thought that was how she left her room before she went to Italy. And she no. had a draft or something on the wall. But no, it no, makes no. sense because she didn't have much in her computer. Yeah, no, no. She didn't do that exercise until Zane. Okay. Yeah. Right. And did you catch on the first episode when, when she's in the cab and, well, she's getting into the cab and he's like, you know, she'll like, when am I going to hear from you? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, whenever I have time, blah, blah, blah. But as she's in the cab, he calls her and mm -hmm. says, don't forget the sea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw and that. I was like, damn it, I never caught that. Yeah. Well, we it's so known. romantic. Yeah. I know. That's so <laughs> You know, so even though he's playing this hard to get, like he cares as so, ugh, the relationship is complicated. The relationship he's playing is hard to get. <laughs> hard to lock down. Yeah, he's playing hard to lock down. She wants a commitment. He don't want it. Because he what knows she's problematic. I know. Emotionally you unavailable. You think he's emotionally unavailable? Yeah, he's not really into her like that. Mm. You think so? I'm oh. positive. The male point of view. Hold on, hold right. on. So she's just something to do. So hold, okay, school us because we some dumbass ladies here. For me, <laughs> if we look at the end of episode two, which is Don't Forget to See, right? No, 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 three. Three is Don't Forget three, to yeah. See. He... 
seems like it could, but she, you know, the drugs and all her stuff puts him in a place where like she's cool to kick it with, but girl, you got so many issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like kind of fond of her, but again, she has too many issues. So you can't get invested. So you can't get invested. That reminds him of his trauma. That's right. Why. It's not even just that she has the issues, but they remind him of his trauma and his loss. Or are you saying that's why that he can't cute. get invested? Or are you saying we're all wrong and nah, he just ain't into her? You can into her like that because if you are, you accept the person for who they are, and if somebody wants to be with you, they'll be with you, no matter mm. what you got going on. Because it's never going to be a perfect situation with anybody. Everybody has baggage. Everybody has issues. He's problematic himself. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, so he's not I think clean either. But he wants her when he wants her, and then when you know, it's time for her to go, you need to go. I think that's some real talk right there. This is how we get over on you guys so much, you because know? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're all like we're all like it's so romantic. He I'm mentioned the sea. Yeah. So, Biagio's cute, and that also makes him get over. So that's why. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that's why we um we get over i want to uh say that again now i don't know how many times i've watched this first episode this is probably like the fourth time i've watched it cousin d ray his oh, accent is worse every time i watch it's it so bad this american so accent bad. is the worst i was like his accent doesn't bother me his looks bother me he, oh, he's here dancing with everybody but bella and why did simon present him as though he was he was interested in bella he's not no, Simon presented Bella. him for Bella to entertain him. Yeah, yeah. I don't like him. He's just a—he's gross. Yeah, he's know. a douche. And he was—and he was flirting with um, Simon's wife. P.O.S. Piece of shit. I feel bad for Cat. Because of her wig, or why else? No, oh, wow. I don't know. Because of what happened, you know, her husband just playing games on her and all that. Because you know, it seems to me that she already knows, or they've been having problems already. So this whole threesome thing was kind of to an attempt to save her marriage, so to speak. I agree. And the fact that he even can't be truthful with her about that is like crazy to me. And when she actually realized that, when she saw Alyssa leave and saw them two sitting there on the phone, it's like it dawned on her that, you know, I'm not the problem. It's like he's been doing this since they were kids, you know, running game, lying to women and all that. And that's when she realized Well, she didn't know that in the first episode. She didn't know about the running game and all that. In the first episode... What was interesting, and I, I remember seeing it the first time, I was like, there's more to this conversation. I'm pretty sure I commented on it. She's the one who told Simon to download the app and mm-hmm. arrange for the free threesome. He didn't propose this. And then she makes a throwaway comment, like, unless, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to delete it. She's like, unless you want to keep it. And mm-hmm. he was like, Mm-mm. she's like, oh, I'm sorry. She apologizes, right? But she's like, I want you to be free blah 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 so to me this is some type of weird attempt of like oh i guess if he's scheming if i'm like open to him scheming with other women i'll keep him like it was it was a weird somebody playing the guitar yep somebody's (laughs) playing the bass next door is is my other oh 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 Oh, no don't blame me (laughs) (laughs) no no the bass player's going at it right now wow oh dear okay this is so bizarre It sounds know. like he's right next to you. As Gwen is going, I just hear it just <laughs> do, 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 and I'm like, is it me? Nope, nope, it's Queens. 
I love it. Go Queens. Oh, it's Queen. It's in the background in Queens. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. next door. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's next door. Got it. Got it. Got it. Wowed. Okay. How do you um, live like this? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have earplugs to go to sleep at night. Let's just put it that nice. way. Nice. So you know, cat. Uh, cat I, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know why you would endure that. You're going to. I mean, she didn't, right? Not for long, anyway. Yeah. I wish I just okay. Next, okay. So let's talk about what we want to see next season. Ooh, more Biagio. Hello. (laughs) More Ben. I don't like him. I don't like him after the gun. I don't like him anymore. Oh. It, it doesn't have to be Biagio. I mean, I, there can be some references to him. There needs to be a love interest, but he needs to be aesthetically as pleasing as Biagio or better. Okay. Mm, so okay. Okay. I think we no downgrades. Do yeah, no I downgrades. They, I think they can bring him back. They can just use the whole idea of um, the independent book does well. He kind of gets word of it, maybe has second thoughts, wants to see her again. I think that would be a good story. I don't that. like that because that makes it sound like he's using her. Yeah. Well, he is a user. I already told you that. Oh boy! Listen to the man. How was he Damn. using her? Hard facts. Wait, how for was he sex. using her? Oh, for just for her, up. just when she's around, just for you know, same way some of us like having cats around, just for quiet enjoyment. Wow. And, and how was she using you're... him then? Okay, so they're oh no, she wasn't using him. She was, you know, she wanted to be with him, but obviously he doesn't feel the same way. Well, he told her though too. So let's like, are we feeling bad? Because he told her, I'm not going to be with you. He did tell her. Mm-hmm. So let's be but honest. You know, He's not stringing her along. He's like, no. Right. But then I'm saying is a second season could be, you know, once she's getting more name and more notoriety, you may want to come back around. I wouldn't want to say like that. I don't don't see Biagio for his rep, though. He's got this drug dealer rep. What does he need a semi-celebrity girlfriend for? Yeah, he doesn't. I don't I don't see him doing that. Guys come back around all the time just because we can. Exactly because you can, but not because, you know, I don't think to use her to cling on to her for her fate. Okay, what is going on in the background? That's not me. It's not me. I'm chilling. Somebody's had some nuts. I'm literally sitting on the floor. Somebody's eating some planter's peanuts. Okay, so, all right, so Biagio hit or miss. He could, maybe not. What do we, what else do we want to see next season? Um, before More that, so, so y'all talking about Biagio, Biagio coming back. You think Zayn may be a new person and realize his faults no. and not do we, it we again? We don't want Zayn back. No, yeah, I, don't, back. I, no. I, want, I want a little Kwame backstory. I want to know why Kwame is so emotionally attached from love interests. Oh, you know, little, remember he talked about that. Remember he talked about getting in the car with the older, the older man? Yeah. Was that Man. Kwame or the Egyptian guy? No, that, that was Kwame. Kwame. That was okay. Kwame. Yeah. But what what does that particular incident mean that that's why he's behaving how he is now? Well, it was a very detached, just um, a matter-of-fact sexual manner. It wasn't any type of love or anything involved. It was very quick, snatched, snatched off the street, and then dumped back in the street. But I'm trying to figure out why he did that. Okay. Probably, You're trying to say, why might... would you choose so you lose your virginity that way? Yeah, like, why would you do that? I want to say, don't quote me on it, but I think he gave him money. Oh, oh! I think I have to go back what and check. The heck? Yeah, I missed that part. Okay. Me too. It, um, and do you think? Do you crazy. think that's how he's remembering it? Maybe it was a he got lured into a car, but he decides to remember it as. Oh consensual. yeah, that yeah, happens that, a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, I know someone who's that's happened to. 
Um, yeah. A, she's a woman now, but she was a teenager now who one of her first sexual experiences was like that. Yeah, you I know? think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah, she was lured into, you know, whatever or not, and he did give her money, and she didn't say anything. And and she didn't she didn't tell me that's how the story went. I knew her as a teenager, and she didn't tell me, like, that's what really happened until years later, probably, like, well over a decade later. So, um, mm-hmm. but even that being the first sexual encounter, does that warrant his behavior today? Well, you know, it can set a pattern. So, you know, give yeah. you a backstory to start with that, and then it can progressively get worse and worse and worse. Because that kind of does set a pattern. If your first sexual experience is one of commerce, basically, mm-hmm. and it's going to shape how you view it going forward. And yeah, it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, okay. do, do your first sexual experience dictate how the rest of them go? I don't know. Well, not for all of us, but, you know, it wasn't a... I mean, at least for me, mine wasn't the first, you know, prostitution Sex <laughs> situation. Work. So yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the person though I know who did her the rest of her situations were not like that. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I think that can vary. So oh, definitely, definitely. What else? So aside from we want, if we want a little bit more Ben, a little bit more Kwame. Um, I think I don't know if I really care about. Terry's love interest with Kai. I'm kind of like, ugh. Yeah, he seems a little too level, <clears throat> excuse me, level-headed for her. So I wouldn't see that lasting long. He's probably yeah. not sticking around. Yeah, he's probably going to dip. I would like to know more about Theo. I like Theo's yes, dynamic when yes, she's in yes. the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I like Theo. I want Theo back. Um, I do want to see a flashback to Kat and Alyssa, whatever happened after Alyssa slammed the mm. door in Kat's face mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. between Kat and Simon. Um, now that we know that it really looks like Simon did not know the rapists, then I really don't think there's much else for Simon to come around. Yeah, I don't, I don't need Simon back. Yeah, Agreed. I don't think Simon needs to come back. Um, I think Bella's mom, I feel like we can't just leave her hanging like that. Like, what happens with Bella's mom finding this all out on her birthday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some more childhood flashbacks would be good. I want Bella's therapy to address her daddy issues. We, I mean, going forward, she's still going to be fucked up. Like, getting past the, the rape is one thing. But she got a lot going on. Right? Agreed. The way she tolerated Biagio when she really shouldn't have, honestly, is mm-hmm. because she'll take any little any tiny gesture a man gives her is good enough because of what she saw from her father. Right. So that goes for Zane too. And there yeah. are slight interactions him trying to be helpful on her being like, yeah, let's have sex. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Zane, anything. So like mm-hmm. any slight male attention is like, okay, let me sleep with you. That's a problem. So I right. do think we need to get more into her therapy, but then, you know, I'm obviously they're going to have to come up with something new, right? Because we can't, I hope we don't keep reacting this. I mean, I think obviously from her success, uh, there's going to be some more things. You know, I really don't. Please don't kill Ben. Please don't. No. I don't think they will. I really don't. I think that we'll probably see, I hope rather, that we'll probably see more growth from Ben and like why he is so introverted and how he deals with it. Because you want to know what I also remember from the first episode from rewatching it again was when... Bella's home, he greets her, and then 
you know, he presents Terry to her and they're all kind of like, yay, happy to be here. And they're sitting on the couch. And then Bella gets up to leave to go to the editor's spot to go and write. And Terry leaves as well. And you can kind of see in his face that he's sad. I oh, think I he saw really that. content yeah. having them sit there. And then when yeah. they left, he's like, damn, I'm alone again. Yeah, I you saw know? that. So I don't know if we'll see a suicidal Ben. I do hope it doesn't go down that route, but I hope that we can see some growth into him looking into, well, why is he the way he is and how yeah. can they help him and support him, you know? Yeah, and I guess we'll also see a little bit more of how Terry and Arabella's careers flourish. Mm. Since yeah, Terry got an ad and Bella finally got a book published. Do we think Susie Henney's going to pop back in? I kind of like Susie, so I'd like to see her being like, ooh, so I hear you're working on a second book. <laughs> no, I want Susie to be like, owe me back like you owe your tax. Well, I made my money. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. <laughs> see that. So, I mean, those are kind of cool things to see. So one thing I just, just the last thing I just want to cover just to kind of close out this. What do you think about just the impact of this show in terms of a body of work, right? You know, I think we've commented to me, I really can't even think of anything that's a parallel to this mm-hmm. that we've seen. What do we think in terms of the storytelling, the black narrative, black British, like, you know, what do we think is the impact in the contribution of I May Destroy You to like the canon? I thought it was like a breakthrough. And it showed people multi-dimensional, so much texture. I thought it was great. I could see this like sweeping Emmys, Golden Globes. It's it's nothing I've ever seen before. Granted, I don't have a TV, so I don't see much, but (laughs) I thought it was excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see more shows like that, uh, UK type shows, getting more of American push over here. The only downside is I don't see this pushing um, African-American shows to kind of get on that type of level. I think we're going to kind of get the same old, same old, but we're going to see a lot more UK shows get imported over here after this one. Why don't you see African-American shows doing it or trying to follow suit? Because I think a lot of networks have a certain expectation about how they see us, and they don't allow us to have a lot of that type of um, nuance as of yet. Um, even these shows that we do have now, they kind of follow like a set script, so to speak. Or set things, and it's going to be a while for that gets broken. Sadly, I agree. I think we, I think we had a conversation offline about this actually, one time. That for me, I, I do. I agree that it's a breakthrough. I think it's refreshing. It is the right topic, like hard topics, but presented in a way that is relatable, interesting, relevant. You know, it's it, it's also black people not being this typical tropes that we always see, mm. like down selling drugs and you know jail, and, and it doesn't matter if you're African American or not in the UK. It's the same tropes across the board. Mm-hmm. So it was actually really powerful to see, and just like a very important topic, and showing the nuance of the topic in different situations. And it's not just about one thing about the rape. You know, all the different stories woven in excellently done 30 minute show you you don't you don't see this kind of stuff i said you know mm-hmm. if you were to parallel it to some of the the breakthrough shows like things like Issa Rae, things like that it, it's not on that level she took it to a whole new level as far as i'm concerned it's like wow 
But then I also was thinking, and I agree with Ismael that there, if we, if I take a step back and say, hey, like this is a show that is so real and so refreshing and new. When I think of American shows, it is the typical tropes and even the things that break through, like let's say a blackish or a black AF, like it's still formulaic and not really pushing the envelope or even showing anything different about black people. And then we had a, we had a conversation, I don't know if you recall, where I said, well, truth be told, I don't even see representations of myself on TV in America. Like, I don't exist as, like, the child of immigrants, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you were saying you don't exist as a black Muslim, like, regular dude. Yeah. Not until, like, Rami. That's, like, the closest one. I think, uh, you guys remember that movie Moonlight that came out a couple years ago that won the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the closest thing we got to something that had a little depth to it in regards to black culture and how we look at sexuality. Outside Absolutely. of the box, yeah. Right, but this is but more since, than sexuality, right? This is more than about right. sexuality, right? But but Moonlight was more, you know, Moonlight was about poverty, poverty, uh, you know, I can't even pronounce the words like uh, your poverty. income, poverty. Yes, thank poverty. you. Poverty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, sexuality, parenting, because parenting, mom was drugs. Yes, yeah. yeah. It did present a new voice, and I hope that that's kind of what this show does for this new batch of black creators. I hope they get inspired to give us more stories like this. You know, that would be helpful. Michaela wrote 191 drafts of this show. Whoa. That is a level of dedication I I feel like I need to aspire to, like in something that I love, because I don't think I put that level of effort into it. I think the stories are out there, but now, but how do we get the backing of white producers and the head guy at the studios to back a product, you know, a project or like that. Or how do that. we work around it then? How do we get right. creative as a community right. and work around that? If they're well, not going to put it out, how do we find channels and pathways to do it ourselves? Well, we need Ishmael to drive over to Tyler Perry Studios <laughs> and handle our business. Stop it, stop it. Money, Tyler, right? Tyler Perry's, that's the wrong, that's the wrong angle. That's, <laughs> that's the that's wrong one. That's the wrong angle. Mr. I mean, I'm going to write everything by myself. Come and on. <laughs> it be trash. He's a part of the problem. So, like, he's a part of the problem. I And I know people are like, oh, don't tag a black man. He's employing black people. But it's the same tropes over and over. And, you know, a black man in a wig playing. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing the same he's thing. He's tired. My life. And so I, I do think, you know, Issa Rae is the only, like, mainstream breakout. You could say Lena Brathway, but uh, Lena Waithe, rather. But... Um, it's really Issa Rae who's at the forefront and you no, know, I 10 years ago was watching her web series Awkward Black Girl mm-hmm. and then she's mm-hmm. moved on right but that's still one particular lens I've seen a couple of web series but I'm telling you they have not gone into the depth and everything that Michaela she has a certain talent the mm-hmm. writing I haven't seen this I haven't seen it so the stories some are out there they're not all out there they're really not and so I do think, you know, technically with the internet, yeah, you can have web series, you can go on YouTube, there's stuff, right? And I, I watch a lot of independent movies. Um, you know, Netflix has a lot, they're from different countries. I mean, actually, well, some of the stuff is really good. There's some good South African stuff out there too. So mm-hmm. I actually would challenge, what is the deal with America though? Because mm-hmm. I've seen some things where like for South Africans, there's, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, Queen Sono, and then there was another one. 
uh, I can't remember the name, Blood and something, Blood and Tears, Blood and Sweat. So they are actually doing really well. And I even saw Gabrielle Union kind of tweeting about them and things like that. The writing and the depictions of black people are showing, you know, black people in different elements as black woman superhero and black woman, um, you know, affluent black people. And you could say Wakanda, but that's fictional. They're showing it like within like a real life thing of like, you know, black people can do these things. So I, I would just say that there is a machine. There's something where we have a barrier in the U.S. where for some reason we can't get to these, I don't know, more creative and I don't know, more realistic depictions. depictions. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to see it in, I'm a big sci-fi head and I don't know who at HBO is putting in the effort to try to bring out black voices in different ways, but they did pick up a show called Lovecraft Country. Oh, I'm a big I sci-fi person. Yeah. yeah, I watched I watched that first episode and I loved it because mm. we rarely see black faces at the forefront of sci-fi and, you know, making up the majority of the cast of sci-fi. So people just have to do it. And I think one of the main writers, what did she... I'm trying to remember what she was involved in. I think she was in Sons of Anarchy and something else. Um, and they just have to get Yes, they have to get the platform to be able to put this stuff out there, but they also have to put in the work to do it, right? right? It's not easy work being a creative and putting out these stories that kind of bend the way that we're used to seeing black characters. They have to do it, right? To your point. Well, you have to be very tenacious and you can't take no for an answer. But you also have to not only see yourself within specific tropes. So you can't be like, okay, I want to tell a slave story. Oh, I'm going to tell a rags to riches story. I'm going to tell a gangster shoot 'em up, bang bang drug story. Like you also have to be able to see yourself and see black people out of these tropes to be able to write and tell those stories too, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's part of the problem because I think because of the formula, people often get inspired about what's around and what they've seen come before them, and that's what you see. Like if it's black people it's gangster or it's drugs or it's sob story single mom and wait hold up mom. now it's, we had hidden figures that's okay so do you think that's completely positive a lot of people there's criticism for that what was the criticism with hidden figures oh because a white savior complex big yeah, white savior yeah uh, okay okay really you know everything is jim crow all of these things like you know we 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 rotate the same narrative over and over and over constant mm-hmm. so, so we just have to get better about being more creative yeah it's like something can we create something else like yeah, 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 yeah we know and not not to take it away but like also to change the narrative about ourselves we also have to look at ourselves differently right hmm you know, and I, wonder, I would love to say, no, no, go ahead, Jay. I, I wonder when it comes to um, creatives, like you have, if, if there's a non-compete, non-compete agreement that they sign with, let's say if they're a writer for Sons of Anarchy, that whatever you create while you're working for Sons of Anarchy is, um, you know, property of XYZ place. So then you need to be independent long enough to create on your own develop it and then start pitching it so how do you support yourself while you're not working on somebody else's show 
Mm. Well, I don't think Michaela really. I've only seen her. She's she worked mostly in her own stuff. I, she wasn't the person who was like writing for a bunch of shows. That's yeah. So true. when we when we talk about um, other writers getting a shot, well, they're probably perfecting their craft while they're working on someone else's project. So if if they want to pr- um, uh, produce something. Is there a non-compete agreement that goes on in that, you know, artist's realm? Or um, do they just need a break from writing for whatever show or series to focus on their own project? I mean, if, it, if you're not writing for that show, your contract's about that show. So you're not, you know, if they have something else, they're shopping independently. That's a whole other story. I don't think it's related. It's, you know, mm-hmm. are they even writing other projects you know because some people's dream is to write for these shows right i want to make money that they may not necessarily have the things they want to do independently or there might be one thing you know her obviously she's gone down this particular lane so it will depend you know i i just question from the things i see what we see like it's it it tends to be very one-dimensional or kind of repeat type stories right or the you know Mm -hmm. feel good family Tyler Perry or you know big mama type thing it's, it's always the same tropes over and over and you know I had mentioned that the show Rami which is on Hulu I, I love I discovered I think Ismail I you know put you on it and I said uh-huh. even though you know I'm not Muslim I felt like that's one of the shows that to me resonated the most I was like yo I know these people these are people like who I grew up with and just the depiction was like regular regular like stuff in america a lot of times it's like it's black or white right so it's oh black people and you're fine with white people or it's all white blah 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 but i'm also like a person who grew up with a lot of latinos and a lot of asians and a lot of like different people and mm-hmm. so seeing that and i knew i had a lot of muslim friends growing up so it's like how is it that my american experience doesn't exist and the only time i saw it was you know it was about him who's uh, I think, is he Egyptian American? I can't remember what he is in real life, but um, in the show, he's supposed to be Egyptian American from New Jersey and his friends, and they're just going through their regular, regular lives. And it's hilarious. It's irreverent. Like the way we see Muslims on TV is like they're always, you know, every girl has on like a burqa and everyone's super devout. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Absolutely not. When you got to get writing, girl. Said I was a creative. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a creative. Who, who said I was a creative? I don't know. I, I love Rami. I, I mean, that would be a show on the list to, to review because that's a really good show. That's what I was going to ask you, Gwen. What's your next one? You said you had an idea last episode. Oh, yeah. What's the next one? Oh, I need to drum roll and double check with the person who said they were going to do it. Um, so, <laughs> because there was two people. Well, Damn. <laughs> okay. uh, so I put polls out and then I thought about what I wanted to do. So people did put in recommendations. However, I'm not going with anyone's recommendation. So sorry. No, I'm, I decided that I'm really, te- I'm really team Michaela at this moment. And so I want to continue. And I want to continue. Now, I love chewing gum. I'm not doing that. So I discovered through all of this a fan page, and I didn't know about a show called Black Earth Rising mm-hmm. that she acted in a couple of years ago on Netflix. 
and I actually already seen it and I was like uh oh wait a minute true to what we're saying right now she didn't write it but and it, it, it just was one season on Netflix but it um, she, she's the main she's a protagonist in it but I like it because it's a very different type of narrative and it has different the guy from Roseanne is in it what's the um Oh, John, John Goodman. John mm-hmm. Goodman's in it. I was like, what in the what? In and the he's from. He lives in New Orleans, by the way. I said, what oh. in the world? So it has like an angle of, um, she's based in the UK, and I'm just going to give you just quickly. She's adopted by a white woman, and then there's all the stuff about Africa and Rwanda and the connection to America. It's, it's a lot of history in it, and so I was like, okay, I kind of like this again something that's different than that we typically see and I like the international flair so I think that's what's going to be and mm-hmm. I, I want to support her because uh, she is excellent as usual and want to review that and Miss Trinity I think you agree <laughs> that you'll be doing it with me <laughs> yes ma'am and I have a uh, friend Samantha who's been on an episode a while ago who uh, she'll we'll explain why she's going to be doing it with her because she has some context which I think will be interesting. A different angle we'll be looking at this from too. Okay, this sounds exciting. Y'all need to go to Netflix, watch Black Earth Rising. It's very interesting. And then listen, and I have criticism too. So let's don't act like, I'm not just a stand here. I'm not giving her a dick flute solo. I'm saying that (laughs) it's like, there's, there's, there's some good things or not but I thought I was like wow this is actually an interesting piece of work and we're again talking about a supporting different work I didn't even know it existed so I'm like damn if I had known it had come out at that time I would have watched it I didn't know have you guys heard about this before this mm-hmm. Black Earth Rising yeah. I've never heard about it never watched it I think you mentioned it and I watched the preview of it so uh, I'm going to throw back and then we'll see if a new show comes out. I can change directions, but I want to do that because I was like, wait a minute. I, I like this and I like the angle of America, blah, blah. We need some different narratives to look at things differently. We are evolving people. So anyway. I feel like so- we're going to be in a drought with COVID, but kind of messed up a lot of production plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, that's oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's going to happen for the fall season? Because aren't shows supposed to be coming back soon? They're no filming some stuff in New York, though. Oh. Well, did Tyler Perry open up his studio? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Interesting. I will not be reviewing any I'm not Tyler trying Perry to watch any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not shading it. And listen, like, my mom and my aunts love Tyler Perry nonsense. <laughs> He's definitely got a market. He's he's one of the richest directors yeah. in the country, right? So he's got a market. I'm not mad at Tyler Perry. I Plus he helps people, better. so I'm kind of like, okay. Drug dealers have a market, too, and drug dealers employ people, too. Oof. This is okay. true, Jay. Oh, Lord. You know, so it seems like we're hooked on trash entertainment. And sometimes it's good to eat candy, and it's good to watch... You know, things that don't really contribute much to your education. But um, the majority of what other people consume of us. So when white people and other people, when they look at entertainment and they find black actors and black storylines, it's mostly 
Tyler Perry type entertainment. And that's what's unfortunate. I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. It just shouldn't be the majority of what's there. You can't live on candy. I agree. That, that, that's a problem. You know, that's the majority yeah. of what's pushed forward, right? Another great food analogy. <laughs> that's true. You do come through with I the can't. food analogies. <laughs> we had the Doritos. Wait, no, 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 no. Actually, the Doritos was started by Trinity. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you yeah she started, has the nuts. She's you, got the nuts. Yes, you started saying opening a bag of Doritos. That was you. Mm-hmm. Jay yes, just talked about the dollar store. You said <laughs> the Doritos. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> and now we have the nuts analogy of the, the guy washing his hands, not washing his hands, and having multiple types of nuts on nuts the... Nuts for nuts. They don't nuts. lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true. Which is, which is true. Um, and so, and here we go with the, um, you can't live off of candy. So I think out of stars, one to five stars, let's just get a final rating for I May Destroy You. Five being the highest, one being the lowest. Solid five. Solid, solid five. Same for me. Yeah, five here. I agree. Uh, I was trying to think of a reason to uh, do a 4.5 or something, but everything was well executed. Mm-hmm. Rude. She totally gets a five. Yes. And if you didn't give us a five, you're a hater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this was excellent. And shout out to Trinity because I didn't even know this was even a thing. You know, I was just watching the end of what is this? This first came after what's um, that show? Um, insecure. Insecure. Yeah, this first came after Insecure. And I was like, okay, I'll just watch this, having no idea. And then look at where we, look at where we are. My mm-hmm. God. We've been on a ride. 2020, Oof. look, ha- 2020 has silver linings here. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Very few. <laughs> this is, this is, this is a meaningful contribution, I feel, to society. Opening a lot of questions, conversations about stuff that we don't openly talk about all the time. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So shout out to Michaela. You know, I want to see her go beyond this. Another season, but whatever else she has on, just amazing talent. Ugh, man. You know, inspired. Maybe one day I will write something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Get you, Gwen. Get it. Lord Jesus, yes. Okay. So, folks, listen, I appreciate each one of you for rocking with me and the crazy recording schedule <laughs> okay Woo. the the hours of dedication to the conversation the homework gonna, we had to do taking notes yes yes how are you going to edit this one can't get that guitar out of there well I can't get this guitar out um, <laughs> and I'll just put disclosure look this, this is being recorded between you know the New York Tri-State area and Georgia look what do you guys want and yeah I mean it's been quite a ride so I appreciate the listeners folks who have tuned in shout out to everyone who's tweeted me DM me I given me Instagram comments etc on this show uh, I'm going to need a little break in between because this is really hard to turn these episodes around the editing and apologies for any audio issues look Gwen ain't a professional let's just put that out there but you know thanks everyone for listening and stay tuned. I would say give me a couple of weeks 
a couple weeks I'm Jamaican, so plus or minus some standard deviations, okay? A Jamaican uh, soon come means yeah. at least a month. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Give me a soon come on when uh, Black Earth Rising will come up. But I definitely want to do that. And I, I do like kind of watching these shows. And I, it, it's actually great. And the angle they take it on, I was like, wow. And then I also have some stories to share through out based on that. So y'all watch Netflix. Uh, buckle up. You want to do some learning. And again, black representation uh, from all over, from the U.S., from Africa, from the U.K. is actually very cool. They have a very ensemble cast. And it's dope. So let's continue to support Michaela Cole. Yep. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, folks. Hope you guys enjoy this background music courtesy of Slim. Queens. <laughs> and it has been real till next time continue to follow at gab with gwen on social and thank you trinity j ismail and slim you're welcome thank you gwen. Pleasure. of course All right, folks. peace peace peace